What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another new episode of the Behind the Scene Podcast. I am your co-host for this episode, Dion Donovan. I write and create my own comics at Title Page Comics. Y'all can check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And this is my co-host. Yes, this is Uncle Jack328. Follow me on Twitter at Uncle Jack328. First name Colby, last name Jackson. This is the Behind the Scene Podcast. We are streaming on Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as Anchor. More platforms to come. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Special guest on today's episode. Go ahead and holler at him, cuz. Yo, yo, what's happening? What's happening? This is Majin, Majin D. Luffy back once again. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate my fellows for allowing me back here on Behind the Scene. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram or anything, it is for Majin20. Once again, that's for <laughs> Majin20. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it, fellas. You know what I'm saying? It's been a minute since I, since I heard from y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Been too long, dude. Let's get this. Hashtag bad guys always win. <laughs> ah, <thanks. laughs> all right dope so it is october 10th 2021 and i think we're about a month reviewed from the 20th anniversary of the nintendo gamecube man 20 years since that console released you know we had a lot of fun on the ps2 anniversary episode that was a hell lot of fun we had with you on here man majin yeah, man. and uh definitely want to revisit this with the gamecube so i'm gonna ask you guys when the Nintendo GameCube was first revealed and that it is launched, what were your thoughts on the console? And I guess what were some of your earliest memories with it? Go ahead, Carlos. I had to say, uh, say my first first time seeing the Nintendo was actually about to be coming out. First, just seeing the box shape, you know what I'm saying? We was like, all right, you know, going from the from the 64, we like, all right, they really got something new, you know what I'm saying? It's like, is this really gonna be a thing? And PlayStation was banging, you know what I'm saying? Like we said, PlayStation anniversary, y'all y'all need to go back, recap how we love PlayStation. Like, PlayStation was mm-hmm. banging at that time. So for the GameCube to come out, it was kind of like, is it actually going to be able to compete? You know what I'm saying? Like, the first initial reaction was like, oh, I'm going to get it. Okay, I'm going to get it, you know what I'm saying? Before <laughs> I get an Xbox, of course, I'm going to get a GameCube. But is it actually up to the par? And I had to say, man, game, you know, y'all know y'all played the GameCube did not disappoint. Nope. Not nah, man. Um, for me, I think, okay, because refresh my memory on this here. PlayStation dropped first and the Xbox and the GameCube, did they drop around the same time or was the GameCube the last console to get released? I believe they were dropped on the same holiday uh, of the okay. year. Yeah, same right. holiday season. Yeah. Right. So, like, kind of the way I looked at it was, like, Nintendo was the underdog kind of going into the situation. Sony had arguably the best console out on the market. Microsoft had this new product that was kind of being geared towards hardcore gamers and, and all that stuff like that. And with the GameCube, it was kind of like they were just trying to get their foothold and establish not necessarily a comeback, but they were trying to get in there and let them know, hey, we've been here since this shit started. Overall, I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I do wish that they just stuck with like the black one and a blue one. 
The part mm-hmm. the purple cube was cool, but for that time and for what I think the hardcore gaming audience was looking for, a lot of people looked at that purple cube and was like, man, I really don't want to play that because of how it looks. So <laughs> I feel I you, mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You ain't telling no lie, bro. You ain't telling no lie. Like it didn't reflect <laughs> negative on the quality of the console. But just the perception of what it was and who they were trying to appeal to was a little bit thrown off looking at the purple cube and the black one. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, you, you ain't telling no lies because, I mean, I will give it, we'll get a little bit more into that a little bit later. But it definitely had, out of the three, the GameCube was kind of slated as the kitty console. You know, Nintendo mm-hmm. was kind of yeah. had that kitty brand attached to it. So, especially, you know, you had GTA, you had Halo, you know what I'm saying? You had all these, uh, you know, these mature rated M titles or, you know, Call of Duty, Medal of Honor and, you know, Metal Gear Solid, you know, all these other titles that are coming out at the time. It looked like Nintendo was kind of like, hey, you buy for your, you know, your four or five year old. And if you were a teenager, you had to get a PS2 or an Xbox. So they Nintendo had an uphill battle to fight against that. They had an answer for that later on, but it was a little bit too late, too little, too late, and I'll, I'll get to that. But um, for me personally, I actually wanted the GameCube first over a PS2. Mm-hmm. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> I, I was, I didn't have an N64, so I played uh, the N64 ah. from my friend Jeff's place. Um, I had a PS1, and then when it came time for the next generation, I was like, well, I had fun in the N64. I think I'm gonna go back to Nintendo because you know I had NES and SNES and Game Game Boy Color and on. So I'm like, you know what? I saw the trailer for Luigi's Mansion, big time Luigi fan. So I'm like, I gotta get that. It's a GameCube exclusive. I gotta get that. You know what I'm saying? I saw um, Rogue Squadron two. You know I'm on there, and I'm like, I gotta get it. So the only reason why I got a PS2 because, <laughs> funny enough, my dad couldn't find a GameCube in stores. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, yeah he could not find one at least that's what he told me he told me he couldn't find a gamecube in stores so he said the ps2 or maybe he was just saying that because he felt like the ps2 would have been a better fit for me but he got me the ps2 instead and the rest is history and then eventually the next year i got a gamecube after that so um i remember the gamecube was called the was code name was the dolphin i believe Nintendo dolphin. <laughs> yeah man the dolphin so you know, after the launch, uh, you know, a year later I got it and it was just, you know, it was a nice addition for my PS2 and I definitely got a lot of hours into that. Um, if there's, I guess, a couple words to describe the console, it was like old school multiplayer fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you invite your cousins over, your friends over, and y'all will just four player smash, four player Mario Kart, four player time splitter. Four, you know, that, that game console had a lot of the multiplayer aspect to it and i think it cost them a little bit later on when it came to jumping online later but um mm. what was i guess before i got i got my top 10 list already figured out for the gamecube so oh, Lord. Oh. i got my top 10 list man i want to know oh. kind of what, what your titles were for your okay. um your favorite titles so so Ooh. hold on before we right. before we get to the list because i know this is going to be this is going to be a great list here i do just kind of want to mention something about the the software the software as well as the controllers and mm-hmm. everything like that go ahead man with with the playstation and the xbox if i'm not mistaken 
those discs were DVD-ROM type discs that were compatible mm-hmm. with that uh with the hardware for the True. PlayStation Two and the Xbox. Yeah. The mini disc for the Nintendo GameCube was very unique in that even with games that were ported to that console, it still felt like and Nintendo's always been good at doing this with their third party titles as well as their original titles, you always get the feeling that the effort is being put into the game being given to you in form of the Nintendo experience. Were mm. y'all thrown off at all by the mini disc? Was it something that you didn't really think about all that much? Like, I'm just thinking back to the bigger disc and trying to keep maintenance on them. Like, I remember my brother used to rub alcohol on the on the games when they got scratched. The <laughs> maintenance, the maintenance for the mini disc was relatively light because you took it out of the case, put it in the uh in the system. Like the 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 disc never got scratched. I don't remember a GameCube game ever freezing on me, skipping, or any of that. Do y'all yeah. kind of agree with that? We on the same page there? Yeah. Yeah, I had to say I agree because uh, I remember like all the all the tricks we had like for like if a, if a PlayStation Two disc or an Xbox disc had like a fucking scratch in it, like you'd be like, yeah, you know, put some Windex on it, some alcohol. Like, <laughs> I even knew somebody who was like, hey man, look, bro, you know, flush the toilet two times, flush throw it in there because toilet, toilet water is better. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we had some some, some tricks. So it, as far as like the GameCube disc, they switched up the game because there were people who were pirating, you know, I'm saying the other games for PlayStation and Xboxes. But when Nintendo did that, there was really no way for everybody to do that. So I say like they shook up the whole piracy game, but then also like the discs were, were pretty reliable, like still to this day. Like I'm sure I could go upstairs, find some of my collection and they'll still be spotless on the back. Mm hmm. Oh man, you you ain't telling no lie, bro. Cause yeah, you're right. Those discs worked pretty damn well, even after they were scratched. Cause I, me and my brother, especially my brother, he'd leave to get the discs outside the case on the floor beside the bed. <laughs> Them shits would be fucked up. But I always, you know, plug that bad boy in. And you know, the PS2 disc read error was horrible at times. <laughs> oh man, horrible, man, torture. Forty, thirty, twenty times. Rub it with alcohol. You get the little DVD, uh, CD repair shit that you you know you had to spin the shit to make it work. Like GameCube never had any problems with it. Say what? I said you had to look like remember like they had even like the PlayStation Two like repair disc. Like they had like brushes on them to clean the inside. That shit was bullshit. It was dog. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was a money grab, bro. Oh man. No, because like. That's the other thing I'm kind of kind of alluding to with the with the GameCube. It was a very reliable software as well as hardware. I mean, with the controller. Next question I got for y'all is the controller. Um I'm I'm trying to remember this with it in front of me here. We had the D-pad, we had the C stick, the A button in the middle, the B button to the left. The X and Y button were at the top and to the right. Were there two trigger buttons, or was there only one trigger button? I think I think there was actually like I think there was two trigger buttons, and then there was little ones like above them. Yeah, okay. I think it was a left left trigger, right trigger, and then there was I think it's called Z, the one in front, the right trigger. 
if I can recall correctly. Um, but yeah, they they didn't have four. It was two. I think it was yeah. two. Yep. Now with the controller, uh, where y'all at with the controller, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> was so, it ugly? Was the controller so, ugly? So, like, when we seen it, you know, what I'm saying it was, it was, it was nuts. It was ugly looking because they moved it. They essentially moved the stick in the in the D pad again from the uh, the Nintendo sixty four controller, but. In terms of like the way it looked, yeah, it's definitely ugly. And then the terms I've seen the way people play that controller, like people be holding it sideways, upside down, like yeah, man, that, that controller was weird. <laughs> but, yeah, but but like the more I think about it, though, I even had to I even had to pull up a picture of it. It doesn't look when I look at it now, it doesn't look as bad as I initially thought that it did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Mm-hmm. Again, it just felt like Nintendo was doing everything they could do to make everything with that console unique to the console. But obviously, it's a derivative off of the PlayStation 2 controller. Every controller after the PS2 controller, in one way or another, is a derivative of that controller. This was just Nintendo's version of that. So I can't be too mad about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... To the fact that essentially, how many years were twenty years later, we have GameCube controllers for the Nintendo Switch. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like right. this shit didn't look pretty, but it was actually pretty comfortable. It didn't look nice, but it actually functioned very well. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Agree. And I think uh, to further back with, I think it's not the UMD disc that was PSP, but the small disc is again kind of Nintendo tooting their own horn and going their own direction because everyone else went DVD. And yep. then, you know, they went their own way, just like they stuck with the cartridge and then Sony went to CD. So, I mean, it's kind of essentially can Nintendo still saying, hey, we're going our own direction. We know that, you know, there's a changing tide and we're we're going to go with our own kind of feel. We're still going to go with our own vibe, per se, and kind of ignore this change in the atmosphere of gaming. So. Um, definitely. I mean, the way it looked, the, the 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 purple color. They should have been black, but he stuck with the purple. It was really kind of like we're still going our own way. Um, we're still gonna go our own way with this console, and we're still gonna go our own way with these games. And um, I think that's why the GameCube overall and the console war for that generation came in the third place that I was in. So yeah. overall, I want to talk to y'all about travel. <laughs> okay. And- it might not seem like that big of a deal, but for everybody who's in our age group, we've all traveled with our game consoles. We've all done this at least yeah. once mm-hmm. or twice. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. comparison to traveling with an Xbox, traveling with a PlayStation, the GameCube was easily probably the best console to travel with because it had the handle on it, right? Didn't the GameCube have a handle on the yep. top of it? Yep, on the and, back. And if you had if you had a CD book or anything like that, see that they're not ready for that right there, dog. Sidebar, <laughs> sidebar. Rest in, rest, rest in peace to the CD books, bro. Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace to the CD books. But I want to talk about travel for a second. Like in comparison to any other console, has there ever been another home console that was so easy to just carry with you? and take anywhere than the Nintendo GameCube. 
I mean, off top, just nah, like nah. There was no other console that you could literally just unplug, you know what I'm saying, and then just grab it and roll out with, you know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, fellow gamers, like we all travel, so you probably had the same cords that I need. Because at the time, when you know what I'm saying, we have HDMI, what not? Some might know, some might not, but. At that time, we just had the three little prongs, you know what I'm saying, in the back. All you had to do was, you, you got that. Matter of fact, just unplug yours, homie. Just put me in, you know what I'm saying? Just like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that, that's, that's a yeah. big fact right there. Yeah, yeah that, that shit was pretty damn compact, man. I think uh, I think PlayStation 1 redesigned one time to make it uh, smaller. Um and Xbox never redesigned theirs and GameCube PS2 got the PS2 Mini, um but GameCube was literally compact man that shit was solid as a brick too man like you could you could knock someone the hell out if you swing someone with oh, the GameCube yeah. bro oh, yeah. man like I, I I can't front bro like y'all are really y'all really got me thinking about some things right now man like you know and I'm thinking back to like 2002 2003 everybody's sitting around we talking about gaming or whatever and like nobody wanted to say that they had a nintendo gamecube bro like people really tried to tell me that a port for a game because i had def jam fight for new york on nintendo gamecube Mm -hmm. and i remember the only drawback to that game on gamecube is that when you created your player for whatever reason, you couldn't choose your own voice for the character. Somebody really tried to tell me that Def Jam Vendetta and Def Jam Fight for New York graphically looked worse than they did on PS2 and Xbox. I don't think that too many games that got ported to the GameCube looked any worse than the games that came out on the other consoles. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'm really trying to think about that because Mark, you had Fight for New York on PS2. Like, do you mm-hmm. think there was really any difference between them two games there? I mean, now that I think about it, like looking, there wasn't in that time, there wasn't many like graphical, you know, disparages, differences. Like they pretty much were the same. Like you would probably miss, like you said, you probably miss like a feature or a technical thing that was happening versus like the graphics the graphics were there but you may not have like a certain feature or a certain dlc like even now mm-hmm. we still see that now with with the wii like now we're just getting some of the playstation and xbox game transferred over but you still can't do certain things on it you know what i mean um right yeah no I, i'd say the graphics are pretty same. i don't know how about you d what you think um i think uh i think the gamecube actually had better graphics than the ps2 i think uh, like from from the hardware from the spec side, I think it had like a better graphics card or whatever. I think it actually had better specs. Hey, wait, wait, say it again, bro. Say it again. Say it again, dog. I think the GameCube had better specs than the PS2. Looking back, <clears throat> GameCube and Xbox. Um, you know, but I think it was the memory. I think it was the memory size of it was the small disc that was the, the problem because they only could compact so much data on the disc. And I think if it was like regular DVD size, you would have had the voice acting on the uh, on the on the GameCube uh, Def Jam game. So I think other than that, because I remember a very uh, AAA game got ported to PS2. That was a GameCube exclusive, and it didn't look as good. I remember oh, that distinctly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. 
just go, so yeah, we'll get to that later. But I remember distinctively that happened. I'm like, no, the GameCube has better graphics. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you said that, though, because that used to be the biggest debate. You know what I'm saying? Not to interrupt you, because, and I'm, I'm glad that we brought this up, because the perception was that during that era, at least according to the people that I used to hang around with, most people thought, okay, we'll just rank it this way. Mm -hmm. the xbox i'm gonna say the first xbox probably had the best graphics because obviously microsoft yes because of microsoft because of the size of the console the graphics card all of these specs there i'm not gonna debate that like madden the sports games on xbox especially just looked amazing for their time man but Overall, I'm going to say Xbox had the best graphics, but the Nintendo GameCube was not far behind. I mean, the main ported games that everybody played were NBA Live, Madden, and that was really it. I don't know that there's too much of a difference between the GameCube was right there with the Xbox. Maybe a notch below just because of the physical size of of the console. But I'm glad that we're chopping this fable right now. Graphically, the Nintendo GameCube was a fucking powerhouse, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, so, so to piggyback on that, I, I, I would mm-hmm. have to say I agree because the, the, you know, what I'm saying like you said, Xbox, they had all the computer parts. You know, what I'm saying Microsoft, they was able to be like, all right, this is, you know, what I'm saying this is what we do. The PlayStation did come out first amongst all three, so. Honestly, it did have it did have the oldest hardware in it, you know what I'm saying? But then we mm. did get that uh that remodeled PS2 Slim, which kind of caught it up. So I say I would say, yeah, it, it would definitely make sense that the GameCube was a powerhouse. Now, but you know, I played I, I'm I'm a PlayStation fanatic, so I'm biased, definitely <laughs> biased. I picked up the GameCube when it was time for, you know, go over to homies crib and play that. So I, I would. I'm. I'm. Now y'all make me want to do a little bit of review and get into my nerdness because, like, even Talk though the graphics, it. go ahead, man. Though, even though the graphics weren't like, uh, you know, what I'm saying like, like now, like you could definitely be like, okay, on the on the PlayStation Five when you know when everything first dropped and we having this chip shortage still going on and whatnot, <laughs> you know, the PlayStation Five. Uh, here's the graphics. You know, what I'm saying it's right here, and then be a little bit of a lag on the Xbox. And then they switch it over to the Wii, and you're like, oh, damn, the Wii's still doing pretty good. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would have to say, I would have to say now in the era of graphics, now we're getting into that real technical, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, one, two seconds. But like back then, like that was the biggest thing for us. Like, hey, man, these graphics look real, but real shit, we was really just living how many like lesser pixels, less, how less blocky the motherfucking picture was. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 my take on on the on the on the graphics with that. So I definitely agree. I would say that that, that probably was number one, just as it was the the last right. one to come out. The GameCube had a lot of hate, man. They, there was a lot of people like there was shame, like <laughs> uh, there was shame associated with that console, man. Like it, in school, or whatever. Like unless you were in certain circles, like it just seemed like it was uh, ooh, you got the kitty console or any way to kind of diminish it, so to speak. I think it was a little bit of a a bandwagon to kind of like diminish the GameCube, so to speak, but it's like a the 13 and up audience. And I, I'm pretty sure the 20 and up probably as well um, at the time being. It just seemed like GameCube was kind of like 
the punchline, so to speak, of the of the gaming industry for yeah. a certain age demographic. And I mean, to me, I think that was honestly, I think that was bullshit because everybody like there would be no gaming industry if it wasn't for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just calling it all the way down the middle. You know, I think that yeah, obviously the age demographic and the people who were playing games, that scope kind of broadened a little bit. <clears throat> but I mean, <laughs> ah man, <laughs> listen, some of the best games in the history of the gaming industry came out on that console. Some of the I agree. To this day, you know, one of man, look, hold on, man. I gotta take a sip of my drink, dog. My <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I, I got I got a game that I'm thinking about right now. It's probably on your brain. So <laughs> go ahead, so, man. So this is what I'm gonna say here. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, there it is. Woo! <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, right? We have Metal Gear Solid that came out in 1998. I've said Metal Gear. If if there's one game that I could play for the rest of my life, it would be Metal Gear Solid. It was the perfect game for 1998. Metal Man. Gear Solid 2 comes out on the PlayStation 2. Now, gentlemen, in this time, Metal Gear Solid 2 comes out on the PS2. But the remake, the remastered version for that game, did not come out on the PlayStation 2. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the, the remaster Hideo Kojima decides that his perfect baby of a game that put him on the map should be remastered and ported to the Nintendo GameCube. When snakes, baby. Man. Exactly. That game literally graphically, gameplay wise, maybe not story wise and impact wise, is every bit as good as Metal Gear Solid 2. But nobody's gonna have the balls to say that. Look, Mark, look, look, look take, look, bro. Look. That, that, that right there, that right there, that was a cult classic. Like, legitimately, people, us fans of that series, are like, "Yo, you're not gonna, you're not gonna drop this on PlayStation 2. So I gotta get a, I gotta get a GameCube, or I gotta find somebody that got a GameCube to play this. Like, <laughs> what, what, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But. Like us, we already happened to have it. We knew what it was, you know what I'm saying? Playing that original one and then getting getting the updated graphics. Man, I look, look, my favorite, my favorite scene in that whole thing is when we first meet <laughs> Ocelot and my man is getting, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to shoot, trying to shoot Gray Fox. Like that, that was a great scene to be captured on the GameCube. Like that drew me in. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I gotta finish it now. So Plus those prices on Twin Snakes right now is out of this world. Oh my man, listen. I wish man. I would have kept my copy. And I was looking for it too, just to buy uh, it again. Like 2011, 2012, man. I was on a retro kick. I was going to buy it then, and I didn't. And I'm uh, I'm mad at myself I didn't. Yo, they selling for like two hundred dollars. What the fuck? What the fuck, <laughs> man? Just this. See, yep. and this is the thing I'm gonna say here. Like Mark, listen, man. Me, you, and Kyle for three summers straight. From 2005, or no, fuck that. From 2004 to 2007, every year that we came back there to see you, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes was on the playlist. Even Man. though all three of us had already played that game upwards of however many times. 
yep. you know what I'm saying? Upwards yep. of however many times. Like to this day, Hideo Kojima, one of the best fan service crossover moments to me is the Psycho Manis scene where you're in the room, the camera pans over, you see a fucking statue of Mario on top of Yoshi. <laughs> uh, Psycho Man, Man is, is, is going through your, your memory card and says, oh, so you like to play Super Mario Sunshine. Hey, come on. <laughs> Dog, that, that was nuts. You see what I'm saying? Like, Man, all right. See, um, I'm I'm starting to get in my bag right now because you cooking, bro. I think it was bullshit that the perception of the Nintendo GameCube is that this isn't a serious gaming console. Like motherfuckers, gaming isn't meant to be serious to begin with. It's supposed to be something you enjoy doing. It's supposed to be fun. The Nintendo, exactly. The Nintendo GameCube for what it was, I think was even more of a hardcore gamer's console than even the PlayStation 2. Is that a hot take? Let me know how y'all feel about that. Let me know how y'all feel about that. Let me simmer on this, man. Go ahead, Oh, uh, shit. Uh, damn, dude. That's, that's a hell of a statement, bro. Yeah. Um, I think PS2 made gaming mainstream. And I think there's definitely some validity of truth to where gamers really appreciate the GameCube more than just your average PS2 player or even Xbox player who played uh, Halo. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mm. I think PS2 just had such a massive success and brought a whole lot of people into gaming that they didn't really appreciate Nintendo. Like They never picked up a Nintendo console and never picked up a sega console you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. i think gamecube has you you got to be more hardcore to look at that catalog look at that library and really pinpoint out okay like you know like twin snakes the 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 verification of that what hideo kojima did and put that exclusively on gamecube you know um with killer seven um i think there's one called geist uh they had just very unique gaming experiences and there's somewhere rated m as well where you know you just you had to be kind of hardcore to really appreciate all the technicality and the distinctness of that console so i don't think i think your average consumer of video games at that time period was was sleeping on nintendo's console hold on mark before you jump in on that i just want to say one thing here just to piggyback off what you said there brother with the gamecube I think it was one of those situations where not only, number one, did you have to have the console already, but you had to go out of your way to find these hidden gem type of games. That's a good point. There was no commercial. There was no press run. I don't remember seeing an article in Game Informer magazine. And you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Game Informer magazine. (laughs) But I don't. I don't ever remember seeing an article on the Twin Snakes. I didn't know that that got ported to the GameCube until I was at either Walmart or Toys R Us or something. And it was like, whoa, what is this? Twin Snakes? What the? Whoa, 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 hold on. They did this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You, You already had to be initiated in this thing in order for you to know what the GameCube was and what it was capable of. And I think 
that that is a very important factor when assessing where that console is in terms of where it ranks all time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you weren't, like, the GameCube wasn't a part of your gamer starter pack. For that era, the gamer's starter pack was a PS2, a memory card, and a controller. That's <laughs> what the starter pack was there. Agreed. There was no, my, oh man, listen, dog, dog, listen, dog. There was <laughs> no demo disc for a Nintendo GameCube. There was no demo disc. There was a demo disc, a series of demo discs for the PlayStation 2. For the uninitiated that never played a game before. The Nintendo GameCube was there for the initiated. I'm going to say something about the Sega Dreamcast, but go ahead. We're going to get into that in a minute. We're going we gonna, we gonna to pick up on that later on. But my bad, dog. I'm You're on the stove right now, man. Hey, yeah. So I would have to say, you know what I'm saying? I, I would agree. Because now when you say you ain't really seen like no press rolls or nothing, I found I found my Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes game. Check this out at a blockbuster. You feel Woo! me? Rest at in a peace. Blockbuster. You feel me? Nobody even knew we going there. I'm like, oh yeah, I get this game for like $10? Oh, word? Yeah, <laughs> let me get it. You know what I'm saying? What? Became an instant cut. Had no idea. So I definitely agree because I feel like at that time, like you said, the the PlayStation 2 was more so like mainstream. You know what I'm saying? It was more so like everybody see this or you get an Xbox because those are the two big names. But the 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 GameCube, since it was, since it had the newest graphics and since it was kind of, it, it kind of went first over in its home country and its home region. Over here in America, we kind of like, got the ball last like there'd be some games that we'd be like damn like uh um i think it was a smash bros game we got uh we got that late like two three months after like we heard about it but you know what i'm saying mm. people over in asia are already to beat it and we still waiting to get it right right so I, I definitely definitely agree with you on like it was more like a like a deep culture like you were already a part of it you know like if you got a game mm -hmm. cube like you probably knew like hey man i'm waiting on a certain game or you know i heard this game is or i'm looking into you know what i'm saying so it was definitely like a hardcore thing that stigma from the older generation you know saying like yeah it was a kitty game that came from the mainstream people i would say like you know the mm -hmm. like oh yeah I just play I just play God of War. You know what I'm saying? I just play Halo. You know what I'm saying? Like you play Mario Party, like what is that? No, nah, like you 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 don't really play games, bro. You just play what's on the TV. So I, 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 I definitely I definitely agree with you on that. That that would be my take. Yeah, boy. Damn, that was a good take, man. Damn, man. You're telling a lie, bro. Oh my goodness! He said you just play the shit that's on TV. That's it. You know what I'm oh y'all seen God of War? You know PlayStation, Xbox. Yeah, no, nah, you you don't really play, bro. You're just you know what I'm saying because like you said that little cult that we had. Like we all played Smash. Like there'd be mugs at school, the little nerd, you know, anime us, you know, the little I'll take you culture. We'd be like, hey man, uh -huh. who you who you fight with, bro? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> our friend, who you play? <laughs> Oh shit, dude! Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. You're right, dude. And 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 here's the thing. I mean, GTA got so many commercials. Halo got so many commercials. Um, Fable would get commercials. Uh, you know, all these other games, Medal of Honor would get commercials. All these games would get commercials. Madden, Nintendo literally just had 
you know, your Mario, your Kirby, or, you know, they had Nintendo games being advertised, but third party, you know, all the other gems, like, they weren't being promoted. They weren't being marketed. It was literally like you had a, even in Game Informer, right? Like, they didn't dedicate too many pages to GameCube. You know what I'm saying? Or the game or coverage of GameCube games. So it literally was like this shit would come out of nowhere. You're like, oh shit. It's like right here. And um I think a big aspect towards this is that there was a shift in the gaming development industry. There was a shift between Japan held it down for so long. I mean, they kind of started, right? So Japan had it all. And I think during this PS2 GameCube Xbox era. The tide shifted in terms of the makers. That's where you had your Rockstar games. Um, and your Sony started developing. Santa Monica Studios. And Bungie. Right? The American developers were now selling mm-hmm. games that were more financially successful than Japanese. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think when you have Nintendo that has let's say, like 90% Japanese, 70% Japanese games, um, obviously that shift was happening and they couldn't you know, they couldn't jump on board with that, per se. They couldn't adapt to it at the time being where, yeah, now we're still feeling effects where American is now on top. America is now on top of gaming, you know, and in terms better, of sales. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Fortnite and all that shit. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, <laughs> oh, shit. And, and, and I, like, I guess bro, I'll end it there, yeah. yeah. No, no, because these are facts right here, man. And um, fuck, man, this was a good ass console. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. a good ass console, dog. Like, like niggas was really trying to front on Marty or on Mario Party. Come on, man. Like, yeah. What are we doing? So, I do want to, and and and, bro, this is a good segment here, but. I do want to just talk about the demise of Sega and how that kind of coincides with what the GameCube was able to do. Donovan and myself had an in-depth, you know, I'm not going to say heated, but passionate discussion about the Sega Dreamcast. As a developer, Sega is dead. You know what I'm saying? What is dead may never die, but Sega is fucking dead. (laughs) So... Yeah, I, I do think that to a certain degree, Nintendo picked up the slack for the lapsed gamers that were dedicated Sega users in that the level of detail, the level of kind of caring about who's there from day one was still there with the Nintendo GameCube. The best port of Sonic Adventure 2 came out on the Sega, or excuse me, came out on the Nintendo GameCube. Yep, battle. Right? Yep. If I'm not mistaken, was there a Fantasy Star game that came out on GameCube? Did that happen? Yes, sir. There's two of them, I think. Okay, (laughs) that did happen. I I knew it. I fucking knew it. (laughs) Um, I, I do feel like the demise of the Sega Dreamcast did kind of allow the Nintendo GameCube as that lone Japanese, no, not not lone Japanese, but the sole Japanese developer that was there from day one, I think there was a little bit of a carryover effect from the end of the Sega Dreamcast into the Nintendo GameCube. Am I reaching with that, or do y'all think that there was an element of that that was there a little bit? Um, 
Uh, on this, I, w- I would definitely agree because um, just me being a nerd doing a little research was like Sega had a lot of they had a lot of more like arcades over there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they focused more on like arcade games. So when Nintendo, you know what I'm saying, they, they're banging now and Sega like, well, we're not going to make another console. They pretty much had to, you know, sell some of their licenses. You know what I'm saying? That's when we got to see Sonic ported over there and all this mm-hmm. going on. Also, also, D, since we was talking about games, you just brought up uh, Fantasy Star, both of y'all. Y'all know that right now? The GameCube version of that is selling for like $200 or $400 as well. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog. Fuck, like, man. Yeah. So like these are these are gems, you know, these are these are known gems on that. Like the GameCube was a was a great, great console because it definitely picked up that slack or what was what was lacking in the Asian market and kind of you know kind of mushed it all together. You know, Nintendo, Nintendo helped Sega stay around at least. You know, they may not be a a, a, a console maker anymore, but they still make some games. Now now, before you go ahead and answer, I'm just saying this is slide this in there because this is just my idea. But I kind of feel like Bandai and Capcom are the new Sega. But your turn, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Oh, 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 fuck, man. Well, yeah, we have to come back to that. Shit. Yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Damn. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with y'all, man. Um, just simply because when Sega went down, they Nintendo, I think, carried upon themselves to carry the torch. You know, Sony was the new guy in the block. Microsoft was the newer guy in the block. Nintendo was really kind of from the old world of gaming. You know what I'm saying? Like Atari wasn't coming out with shit. Um, listen, uh, with the Neo Geo, it was SNK. They were they weren't making shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I mean, they weren't the lone only Japanese game hardware maker, but. They're kind of from the old school, the old world of gaming. So I think they carried that torch on. They carried on the torch from Sega, and then that's how we got some good ports over to the GameCube from Sega. And we still see the effects of that to this day because Sega and Nintendo have a good partnership. You know, you still got Sonic and Mario fucking Olympics, X Games, yep. and all that shit going on. Yep. So, um, so I, I definitely, definitely feel like Dreamcast. Uh, they Sega kind of offloaded some of their um games with this the GameCube, and I think they had a new what was once rivals and enemies yep. became friends and uh you know and uh and teamwork to try to keep that Japanese culture and state of gaming going forward. So it's yeah. it's crazy. You never would have thought would have happened in '94 and '93. <laughs> no, uh, what Sega Genesis does, Nintendo don't. And oh then... my God. <laughs> I need a t-shirt, dog. I need a t-shirt. <laughs> and then boom, Sonic Adventure 2 battle on the fucking Dreamcast. Uh GameCube. It was like and then Sonic eventually on Super Smash Brothers. So yeah, man, they definitely they definitely combine forces, I think, and I still think they are combining forces as as today as we speak. So and, and like the mutual respect. It's like they were they were in competition with each other, but it was a healthy competition because the gaming industry ended up booming as a result of it. And when Sega kind of fell on hard times, the natural choice was to kind of buddy up with Nintendo to appeal to the gamers. Hey, so I, I thought it was in real quick. It was um almost kind of like shaky grounds too. Like, damn, Sega went. Like that could happen to us too. Shit, this might 
we you know they don't want to end up as the stew pickles of gaming industry you know what i'm saying so <laughs> i think they're kind of looking at them sega is kind of like a mirror almost like a reflection of that they can go we can go as well so i think no, that might have been a little bit of an appeal for that Let's no, hey, you know what I'm saying? Can't beat them, join them, shit. You know, come on. <laughs> no, and, and them is major facts. And I do just want to touch on one thing here. Like, I remember in the early era, in that earlier era of the Xbox, PlayStation, GameCube, the sports games, each individual console tried to have their own sports titles. If y'all remember correctly, uh, 989 Sports was exclusive to the sony playstation yeah when, I remember them. when when the xbox came out they had their own uh nba basketball game they had their own football game with peyton manning on the cover the nintendo gamecube and i mean i'm i'm, an, I'm not gonna get emotional when i talk about this because this is going back to the nintendo 64 i remember kobe bryant nba courtside on the nintendo 64 Oh, I don't man. know if y'all remember that or not, but I remember that. This we we're talking about a Japanese developed basketball game for a Nintendo console. I'm yep. probably one of the only people that I ever knew in life that bought the NBA courtside game that came out on the Nintendo GameCube. <laughs> man, yeah, yeah, he ended up getting two of them, didn't he? There were two there were there were two courtside games that were on the Nintendo 64. And I want to say the one that was on the Nintendo GameCube ended up being a launch title. And the part of it that is burning me up right now is that I know for a fact there has to be some value in that courtside game that came out on the Nintendo GameCube. But that shit got stolen like I mean, somebody broke into the crib and stole the GameCube and all the games that I had with it. Now, don't get me me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That port was fucking garbage, dog. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm, going to just keep it all the way 100, bro. That port of NBA courtside for the Nintendo GameCube was garbage. Like, I remember it had like a creative player mode, you know, in uh, exhibition season arcade mode. Like that shit was trash though. But it just kind of stick. It just kind of sticks out to me that in that era, each individual game developer tried as hard as they could to get into that lane of sports titles, even though you had an NBA Live or a Madden coming out every year. I respect right. it, but it's still something that happened. In, in this new era, we'll never get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. FIFA is the same on Xbox as it is on PlayStation 5. You know? Mm. Yep, yep, it, yep. It, every it's, every it's, sports game is just another port. hmm And I mean, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> nothing new. Nothing different. <laughs> they're, they're all terrible. Like, I'm, I'm just going to call it down the middle. That has nothing to do with the GameCube, but I just wanted to put that out there. Now, go ahead. Moving on to the next topic. Before wait, we wait, hold on. Go ahead. Before, before you go to that, all right. Just yeah. just on this court side, right on the Kobe Bryant, right. That's on the GameCube. Guess mm-hmm. how much these are priced? Because you said guess how much they priced that right now. I don't even want to know. Like I'm gonna get pissed off if you tell me. Oh Mark, shit! 
I'm gonna, I'm give gonna say three hundred. Three hundred. Look, a little bit higher, yo. Oh, oh my goodness. But if you get a brand new one, a brand new one is going for like a thou. For the new, for the cartridge or for the GameCube? For the GameCube. I'm a, like, bro, I'm I'm really I'm not gonna lie to you because I'm kind of pissed off hearing that because I had it. Like man. Mm. I understand, dog. I, I completely understand. Somebody stole my uh Charizard Pokemon oh, card, bro. Oh shit, man. Oh. I know, man. I know. Right, hold on. How much? How much time we got, man? How much time do we got? Oh, we brother? good. We, we off tomorrow. Shit. Well, I'm not sure y'all are. I'm off tomorrow. Oh, I'm off. I'm off. Yeah, I'm, I'm off tomorrow I'm, too. All right, cool, cool. And I'm, 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 I might be drunk right now too, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like the first games that I got for my Nintendo GameCube, March twenty eighth, two thousand and two. The games that I first got for that console were. Courtside basketball, mm-hmm. bloody roar on the Nintendo GameCube. Nice. And those might have been the first two games that I had there. Bloody Roar and Courtside Basketball. And it's just crazy to me to think that I didn't appreciate that. You said that courtside basketball is going for over a thousand dollars right now. Unsealed, bro. Unsealed. If it if it's open and pre-owned, it's going for like like five and up. Oh, oh man. No. Listen, listen to me, cause I swear on everything that I love in life. I never met another person anywhere during my entire teenage, preteen, and adult life that owned another copy of that fucking game. Yo. Yo, you 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 just telling me this like you mm. not, like you brought it back. I remember the one on Nintendo. I didn't know there was one on GameCube. I, I promise you, dog. Nobody in life owned another copy of that game, and that bitch is going for a thousand dollars right now. Man, yep. yep. The, shit, because I mean it's a bygone era, right? Everything is mass produced now. You don't need to pre-order shit. Everything's available. But back mm-hmm. in the day. Games had a limited print or a production. You know what I'm saying? There was only so many copies that was out there. So, damn, that was why GameStop was so important. You pre-ordered the bitch, and especially if it was some <laughs> Japanese rare shit. You know what I'm saying? That barely got an English dub and, and, and translation and came over here. You made sure you pre-ordered that bitch so you didn't have to drive to six or seven different stores to find this one game. Um, but, yeah, man, ah, dude, like, ah, that that's... I, that that's makes sting. sense, man. That stings. That stings. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. That's a stinger right there, bro. It so, hurts. like, I, <sighs> they don't understand. Like back in the day, like the reason why now these are collectibles because we had to go do this shit. Like, oh my god, I can't get a PlayStation or an Xbox because there's no chips. Where back then we'd be like, bro, I gotta wait three months until Japan says they're gonna make another shipment of the games and send it back Yo. over here, bro. They sold out. Mm. Yo. I- I got another little quick side story here. Go ahead, man. I remember uh, there was a commercial for the GameCube. There was a commercial advertising the Nintendo GameCube. And in the commercial, it showed uh, WrestleMania 19. No, no. WrestleMania X8. WrestleMania 18 in the commercial. (laughs) The WrestleMania series? In the commercial, right? In the commercial, they advertised WrestleMania 18. And on my birthday that year, we're at Toys R Us. That's the game that I'm looking for. I'm looking on the shelf. All I see on the shelf for the Nintendo GameCube was the Batman Rise of Sun Tzu, which was ass. 
I see um that shit was that shit was I remember dark. that shit. Oh, it was trash, bro. <laughs> trash. Batman was not doing good during that era of gaming, bro. <laughs> um, uh, Bloody Roar was on the shelf. I seen the NBA courtside on the shelf. There was some other joints on the shelf, but none I really wanted to play. It's like, where the fuck, where's WrestleMania at? We asked the person at the desk. They flip open, like, their uh, Toys R Us yearly calendar, and they're like, yeah, WrestleMania isn't due to come out until, like, November of this year. And in my head, I'm thinking, it's March right now. But I seen in the commercial that the game has already been made. What are you yep. talking about right now? Nope, won't yep. be out till November. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man, that was an error, dog. Like, you legitimately had to be like, find the game, find the news, and then be like, y'all carry it. Be like, no, nah, man, we don't. What? Okay. So, oh, man, bro. So you just remind me of another wrestling game, too. I, I gotta, I'll mention it later. No, uh, oh, is this on your list? or? Uh, no, 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 not 18, but it was another series that it was another title that came out that I was like, oh, it, you just reminded me of that shit so, when you mentioned 18. Like- like I said, I, before we get into the games, because the lists are going to be fire here. Before we get into the games, I just want to ask these questions here. Now, you mentioned online gaming earlier a little bit here, D. Like, was there online compatibility with the Nintendo GameCube? There was for Fantasy Star, and it was uh, limited. There were... Xbox was leading the, the charge on the online gaming. PS2 followed suit. GameCube still very lacked behind, and they had online play, but it was, for the most part, looked at as a joke, uh, barely functioning. I think people had the best experience with Fantasy Star Online, um, and that was pretty much about it. And still to this day, Nintendo's the online services has always not been one of their greatest strengths. Yeah. Yeah. They're like uh I say they're like more like multiplayer like in person. Like they yeah. don't really really capture that like online multiplayer yet. Like, yeah, we can play Mario Party together, you know what I'm saying? The only thing that's really good now is like maybe Smash Bros. But even then, like if I don't have your info, like fuck am I supposed to find it? Right, right, right. So I, I think that was another case where to transition like Xbox Live was revolutionary in in in, in home consoles. So, you know, I mean man, and that really took away some of the magic of the arcades because of that competitive nature now was translated to your home console online. So again, I think that was some of that transitioning where they would maybe got a little bit on the ball earlier with it. Um, they maybe wouldn't have been hit with the whole stigma of it being kind of behind the times. Yeah. You know what that now, now that you say that, that makes a lot more sense. Cause like they're, you know, they, they had, they have a lot of arcades over there. They like to do a lot of things in person. So, you know, Asia, well, not say Asia, but Japan is really just one Island. So, I mean, in all honesty, if I really wanted to, I just grab my GameCube, go to the other side of the coast. I didn't really need internet, you know? Mm. That's a a good point. So it makes sense over here in America, Xbox is banging, like you said, and even in like the PlayStation, PlayStation came from Japan too, but same thing. We didn't really have a good internet, you know what I'm saying, like service. So now that you say that, it makes sense. Yeah, because I never really knew anybody that played their PlayStation 2 online like that. You know what I'm saying? It was a feature that was available, but I never met anyone that played that that console online either you know what i'm saying so socom was killing it in in you know madden i guess that was 
be about it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Like, and wasn't it like a whole whole process just to get connected to the internet anyway? <laughs> oh, that shit was a pain in the ass, bro. I, that's why I didn't even want to bother. Like, the buying the adapter, and, the, and I was like, I don't want to borrow this shit. I, I'll just play my friends locally. You know? Yep. Hey, hey, yep. hey, so Mark, did you did 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 did, um, did he have compatibility for the PS2? Or, no. or not really? No, he nope. didn't. No, okay. he didn't. Nope. We um he he was gonna do it, and then we ended up. I think we ended up getting like SOCOM or something that was ported on the computer, mm-hmm. and then he, we never actually connected it. Like, yeah, no. Nah. Okay. That's yeah. Because I never like everybody had a PlayStation Two, but nobody ever played that bitch online. Nobody, nobody, nobody nobody had time for that shit, bro. So, um, I don't know, man. The time has come. The time has come. Like Donovan, you said you got a top ten, bro. I got my top ten personal, and there's honorable mentions as well. Uh, so. I, I'm good. Y'all can go ahead first with you know some of your top stuff or whatever, man. I'm 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 cool with it. All well, right, look, all right. I, I don't have a top ten. I don't have a top ten, but I want to say this here before we get down to the real business on on what the GameCube was about. All right. For for a console to come out that was already perceived as being, you know the red-headed stepchild or the third wheel or just Nintendo's contractual obligation because they have to put something out. What I'm going to say about the Nintendo GameCube is that they got so much more right. I can't think of too many things that went wrong with the Nintendo GameCube. And as an adult now, looking back on it, I didn't value owning that console the way that I should have because I looked at gaming as something that I'm just doing in my spare time as opposed to being an art form, as opposed to being something that you can really appreciate from the perspective of understanding the work that is being put in to give me an experience. The Nintendo GameCube did all of those things arguably as well as the xbox and the playstation 2 during that time i'm gonna talk about some games after y'all get through the list but i just needed to say that because i think people got it fucked up out here bro because i had it fucked up out here bloody roar on the nintendo gamecube as a 3d fighting game soul caliber all right you know what? <laughs> My bad. That's what I'm talking about, man. You good, man. You good. Yeah, man. Hold on, hold on. Because Bloody Roar on the Nintendo GameCube came out a whole year before they ported that motherfucker to the Xbox. And mm-hmm. it was every bit as good as that version that came out on that console. You know what I'm saying? But hashtag blame the liquor. Y'all brothers got it, man. <laughs> Alright, all right. well, look, 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 I'll have a full 10 list, so I'm gonna give you some, and then I'll let you go, because, you know, you, you you came more prepared than we did. <laughs> you good, man. Uh, go ahead. So, I mean, first off, top one I gotta mention is Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, because, you know what I'm saying, that was just a gem. All right? That's number uno? Yeah, that's number uno in my book. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, next, after that, you know what I'm saying, we're gonna have to go with uh, Super Smash Bros, just because everybody played that, you know what I'm saying? 
Classic. Played it till um, 15 years later. Like, man, legitimately, comments on that shit. We still kill, like, everybody link up and they still got a GameCube. We still get into it. Cuz you gave me a copy of Super Smash Brothers Melee. You gave me a copy of that. I did. You did. <laughs> look, 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 see, look, see, look, look. So, look, okay, just a quick little, quick little side note, right? Ahead, so, so, we talk about the, the, the little CD ROM, the little mini disc that the, that the GameCube had. So, this was one thing I had a homie who worked at, at Best Buy, right? He would let me know when certain games I wanted would come in. And then, you know, they would miraculously end up not in the inventory log. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, you had to hook your homies up, though. You had to hook the fam up. All right. Hell so, yeah, bro. Man, that was good times. So uh, af- after that, all right, I'm going to have to say Luigi's Mansion to stay in the whole, you know, Mario rim, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, Ooh, that was, man. Right you feel me? Like, Niggas was I like, got what, a question. Got a game? That was anyway. the launch title, right? It was launch, yeah. Yep. yep. That was that was that was damn good right there. Um Metroid Prime. <laughs> oh jeez, like, dude. People forget though, like that was like one of the last great Metroid games that we got. And that was one of the opening lineups too. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I do want to ask you this question here real quick. Anyway. Now, when we when we talk about first person shooters, is Metroid Prime Metroid Prime is up there with Halo Combat Evolved, correct? Yeah, I give it to you. Yes. Okay. Just yeah, just wanted to check. You. Just wanted to check. Give it to you yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, shit, man, I missed that Metroid dog. I think I struggled on that first level, like didn't like just being introduced to that was just fucking ridiculous. Like, man, <laughs> like Metroid always hard as fuck, man. That's a man, hard game. Always. Man, that, that was the shit right now. Okay, all right, this GameCube ain't no hope. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let, let's see. After that, I'm gonna have to give you um Resident Evil Four because I believe that one came out on GameCube first, right? Man, mm-hmm. that was a timed exclusive. What a year! Yeah, yeah. So I year. had to give you that one because that was a damn good game, and then that yeah, that one game of the year multiple times. So like yeah, that one, um, Soul Calibur. Man, we we played we played countless hours with Soul Calibur. They had Lincoln in one of them. Yep, that was that was the best version. The best iteration yep. was on the GameCube for that yeah, by itself. I completely agree. Everything worked out perfectly. The story was great, and then like the extra characters weren't too much. Hold up, hold up. So was Link was Link overpowered on, on Soul Calibur too? Well, you know yeah, he, he was top tier, man. He was top tier. He did have one skill, dog. I'm not gonna hold you up. He had one skill that was unbreakable. So in which, that instance, which, yeah. Which one was it? Was it the bomb or was it the uh the sword kind of spin? Which one was it? So he he could he could hit you with an uppercut, and then after that he could like jump down on you with the sword coming down, and then he could just keep landing on you the whole Man. time until you die. The they had to do that though. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. It took a minute, but yeah, that one. Yeah, the yeah. days of the console exclusive characters for these ports is lost on a lot of people here, dog. Link fit in the Soul Calibur like a fucking glove. Don't get me wrong, you know. Hey, Hachi was cool for for all of that with the same control scheme and everything, but like Hey Hachi was fighting barehanded in a weapons based 
Game. Game. <laughs> yep. You know, and Spawn, that was for the Edge Lords playing Xbox. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it, <laughs> and it fit perfectly too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We don't even. We don't even get them anymore. Now everybody gets, you know, Freddy Krueger and Jason, and you know, you just gotta wait and you get the same DLC as every fucking buddy. Yeah, but my bad, cuz keep going, dog. You good, you good. All right. And then um uh I will have to say this one, Star Fox Adventures, you know what I'm saying? Oh adventures. That was man, that was the last one, you know. That was the first like Star Wars game and the only adventure game we got with, with with Star Fox. Well, okay, so what was the other joint they put out? There was uh, man, I got that. I got that as uh my number ten, Star Fox Assault. Okay. Was there a story mode for assault or was that just a multiplayer battle? Because I don't remember that too well. There was a story, but it was like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was weak. <laughs> it was weak so, sauce. So with Star Fox Adventures. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I remember you own that. Now, I'm I'm very happy that you mentioned that. I remember written that from Blockbuster. Yeah. Was was Star Fox Adventure a great Star Fox game on its own, or was it a Zelda clone? Ooh, ooh. Oh you know, shit. You know. You know, you hit me with something right now because, in all honesty, it was more of a Mario. It was a mix of Mario and Zelda. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. it was it was it was pretty close. It was pretty close. I will give it to you. But if if they would have had probably uh, like like assault, if they would have had some more like space, you know, what I'm saying like actual like driving the the starship, like we're known for doing on Nintendo sixty four, then it probably would have been its own thing. Well, here, now, here's the thing with the with the venture, real quick. It wasn't originally uh-huh. developed for Star Fox. Facts, facts. It was an original game called Dinosaur Planet on the <laughs> Nintendo 64. Man, yep. yep. Crazy. Uh huh. So then well, they very just threw, they just threw Star Fox and Crystal in there to make it work. And to this day, I think that's kind of what ruined the relationship between Nintendo and Rare. Correct. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't really. Well, I mean, recently they might have patched it up a bit with a uh, Banjo Kazooie and Smash, but okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so back to adventure, Mark. You beat that game, right? Oh yeah. How did that game end? Because didn't they shoehorn Andros into the end of that game? If I'm not mistaken. Man, yeah, dog. <laughs> so, so, so how he played out was so there was like this this to the T-Rex race or whatever. They were dominating the planet and you get there and you know you gotta save Crystal and then you get the little Triceratops who's a prince. You know, they kind of did their little golden child thing going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you get there, you save everybody, you get there and then finally you talk to like the last, you know, the 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 commander who's been doing everything. And then you go face the boss and he's like, oh it's actually been all controlled by Android. So you don't even <laughs> fight on the planet um, you, by Andros. You actually leave, and then you do this last little, like the last little fight was out in space. It was bullshit. It was, it was complete bullshit. bullshit. It was bullshit. Like, I get it. Like, I was like, oh, okay, so this is how you're going to tie it back into being a 
a Star Fox adventure. They went to go save the planet, but in all honesty, it's the same villain. Yeah, no. Bullshit. Bullshit. James <laughs> Bond play. <laughs> bullshit. Oh, man, dude. I, I didn't. I never beat it. I, I, I played it. I enjoyed it, but I never beat the game. Uh, oh. I, I just platformers and puzzles for me is my kryptonite man i can't solve shit for shit so it was a great game but i don't think that for the time it came out we weren't ready to see star fox doing that but it was it was a very good game i mean yeah the cutscenes that you couldn't skip and the weird ass dinosaur language that they were speaking (laughs) all of that like that part of it wasn't a lot of fun. Like that part really was not fun. But it was it was a good game. And I imagine that if you were to go back and play it now, graphically, gameplay wise, I'm sure that it's aged very well. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and Star Fox is a great character. Star Fox deserves a lot more respect. Yeah. Than a lot of people's I agree. Than, than I what it definitely. is that he's getting. My bad. I, I'm I'm sorry to keep interrupting. No, 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 you good, man. These are breakdowns of the games, man. You good, dude? So, so mm-hmm. now here's my here's my last mentions right here, and then I let D go in. Um, All right. I say Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. You know, for us Final Fantasy nerds, you know I am. I, we all <laughs> used to link up and play on that. That that was like one of the first games that had uh, cross link play, where you had to connect your your Game Boy to it. I remember that shit. Yep. So and break that the, down for a second. Break that down for me real quick. The, how did the, how did that the, work with, with Final Fantasy Chronicles? So Final Fantasy Chronicles was, so let's say we all got our own character. We all got our own um, GameCube or Game Boy. So you could play with either a GameCube or a Game Boy save data or a GameCube controller, or you connect your Game Boy Advance and then you could play with it like that. So that was like when Nintendo was trying to do their first, like, connectivity things so you could transfer uh essentially transfer your pokemon between your gamecube and your, your that, game was, fire. that yeah. was fire yeah when we got that that was nice right there i think that was on like the pokemon coliseum something like that but something like that that link was pretty dope you know it was nice they had it to where like you can you know use it get some little cheat codes kind of like the the you know the companion apps now for the xbox and playstation but it didn't it didn't take off like it should have but it, it it wasn't too bad Man, dude, I all right. I'm gonna go on a sidebar on this one too because anyway. I'm a man. I was a big time Final Fantasy fan. I was newbie. I was a newbie. I came in like everyone else with seven. Okay, I admit that. It's cool, okay. right? <laughs> I came in with seven. I got eight. Skipped nine. Went to ten. I saw Final Fantasy Chronicles for the GameCube. I had a GameCube. I said pass. And you know why? Because it didn't. <laughs> fit that mature criteria right that you know we just mm-hmm. mentioned how it has that stipulation of kind of being childish or whatever and right. you know it wasn't you, what you were looking for right it wasn't what i was looking mm-hmm. for like, where's the advanced storytelling why is it look why are they small where's all this fantasy shit see i didn't know final fantasy was kind of was like that before seven so when that game came out i didn't again like you know i didn't really appreciate it for what it was I'm just looking at like, well, this guy's not as cool as Cloud. He's not Squall. You know what right. I'm saying? There's no badass swordsman in this shit. Like, I'm not playing no Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, but right. it's actually a, it's a really great game, and um, you know, it has some great themes and 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 gameplay. And it's one of those games where you, again you have to really appreciate it for what it is. Um, you know, like the your average Final Fantasy Seven mm-hmm. player is not gonna play Chronicles. You know what nope. I'm saying? 
Yep, you yeah. have to play like Final Fantasy three or two, and then you're right. like, okay, this, this is familiar. Right, right, right. So again, like with the PS2 and the success of the mainstream and success of some of these games, like Final Fantasy seven, eight, um, and ten and whatnot, these other titles that could be just as good were skipped out and become because they just didn't have that appeal. Um, you know what I'm saying? You only play the shit that's on TV. And that's yep. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is one of those cases. Yep, yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, it was definitely one of them, like, uh, yeah, this isn't a regular, like, you know, AA Final Fantasy game, but it was nostalgic. It was trying to bring everybody back. They were trying to port it, and then they never, they never, you know, captured it. And then uh, after that, I would have to say my last, like, honorable mentions would be any of the sport Mario games that came out because my man was going hardcore on Nintendo. <laughs> you feel me? He was like, yeah, like you said, they was trying to do all their own sports games, you know, NBA, and NFL, you know, now, no, nah, Nintendo said, fuck that. We just put Mario on all the motherfucking cars. <laughs> they never missed. They well, never missed. Oh, man. They never missed. Nope, nope, man. Look, look, to this day, my favorite sports game is the Mario Tennis, bro. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That was the one right there. Dude, Mario was was he was he was on the he was on the basketball court, you know. What I'm saying? He was on the green, you know. what I'm saying trying to get a hole in one. He oh, was man, Mario golf. Oh yeah. damn, golf, you remember that shit? Man, yeah, dog. We used to play that, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you had to fuck with PGA Tour to play Mario golf, bro. Yep, yep. man. Yeah, man, Mario did it all, dog. He went. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, dog. Like EA, EA Sports really had Tiger on the cover of PGA Golf every year. But as soon as Mario Golf came out, we was on it. Yep, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it. <laughs> I thought it took. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that'll wrap up. That'll wrap up my my mentions for uh, you on that. Yeah, man. No, you cooking, man. Because and and then we had, this is another underrated title, in my opinion. We had uh, Mario Sluggers. He was in the batter's box. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying? About baseball, man. He was all he was doing baseball, bro. My nigga did everything. Mario is everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's another T-shirt right there. Mario is everything. Damn right, man. That's another T-shirt right there, man. But look, look, look at that. Speaking of that, you know what I'm saying, before you go ahead and get in your list, like, since we on the anniversary of Nintendo, you know, like, Mario's everything. My man just got an amusement park. Shot the hey, hey, that's, that's, that's some big shit right there, man. Word, a whole amusement park? A whole amusement park. A whole amusement park. And I, I ain't never been, you know, I ain't been to Japan in a minute, but now I definitely want to go back. Hey, man, long overdue, too. Yes. Man. Mm. All right, my but bad, my if, bad. If, if you want to hold out, shit's coming to Florida eventually. Oh, word? <laughs> yeah, shit, man. They, they, they gonna Mario was everything. We mean that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's coming to California, uh, Universal Studios, California, and Florida. They're, uh, you know, they're in, like pre-production phases to add additional sections to the park. So yeah, that shit's coming here in America, and they ain't gonna miss out on that cash cow, oh, especially yeah, with the man. new movie coming out. Psh- Oh Oops, yeah, man. we got a Mario movie coming out. Especially with that shit. Oh man, Mario Mario is everything. Twenty twenty two slash three. Bet on it. Facts, facts. We'll get in that. <laughs> I got, I got, I got a question for you on that. So we'll get in that after, after your list. All right, oh, man. Yeah. All right, all right, dope. So I already mentioned number ten was Star Fox Assault. 
that game for me was a lot of fun. The full player uh, aspect, the multiplayer aspect to it, it brought back that Star Fox 64 uh, mm-hmm. gameplay after Adventures. So that was like a little bit back to norm. You didn't see that gameplay again um, until no, they had a good they had a good game on the DS or 3DS. Uh, yep. And then the Wii U got a, its own Star Fox game, but Assault, <laughs> Assault GX or some shit like that. But no, you're right. Because uh, with, with Star Fox Assault, I got a quick story here, bro. Go ahead, and man. I think, I think you might remember this here, Mark. Like we would we would throw on the disc, and um, our, our cousin Kyle would always pick up. Uh, what was his name? Was it Pepper or Pepe? What was his name, dog? The rabbit. The, the, what was his name? The rabbit Pepper. Pepper, like, yeah. like, like, my, our cousin Kyle used to talk shit all the time. He was like, "Yeah, man, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready for Kaiser Pepe." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't ready for Kaiser Pepe. You know what I'm saying? And that shit used to get me heated. I would pick Falco. I don't know, like Mark, you would pick Fox, right? Yep, I would always pick Fox. Yeah, but he would just be y'all ain't ready for Kaiser Pepe. Kaiser and we'd just be talking shit, man. And fuck yeah, around and win a death win a death match talking bullshit, man. <laughs> Dog, we used to have uh very competitive matches with the homing missile and we mm. just only use the homing missile and it'd just be fun as fuck, man. Everyone just blasting each other away with the homing missiles throughout yep. the whole match, man. That was some some fun competitive uh game, man, with Star Fox Assault. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good times. Yeah, man. Number nine is gonna be a game that hasn't returned since, man. And I'm very oh. upset that it hasn't been out. People play the character in Smash, and they don't even fucking play his original game. They don't play any of his games. But number nine is gonna be F Zero GX, bro. F Zero fucking GX, dude. I mean, this this was the best, in my opinion, F Zero game that's ever been made. I mean, even past the Super Nintendo, it literally brought all that racing aspect on the GameCube. It borrowed a little bit of elements of Mario Kart with some boosts or whatever, and it was just, man, it was just that speed, the rush, dude. Four player competitiveness again, like. The character selection, everything was phenomenal in that game, man. I really wish Nintendo would dig deep in their bag and try to bring back F-Zero, but I don't know, man. But F-Zero GX was a really fine GameCube title um, that I always had a lot of fun playing with my friends with. Yeah, yeah, that was a good, that was a good racing game there, everybody. Captain Falco. <laughs> uh, I had, it was Samurai Goro. That was my dude with the little tentacle purple pink, this little pink star shit. Uh, okay. Cruiser rider. Um, okay. fucking love that dude, man. I don't know why. I just like the old the buff samurai guy, man. That was my dude. I was hoping he'd be in Super Smash uh, at some point, but n- that didn't happen. Well, see, now you bringing it up now. You know, we might get a remake now in the Wii since you're talking about it, but you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> number eight was a little bit, is a little bit of a guilty pleasure, but man, number eight for me is going to be Super Monkey Ball, man, by Sega. Ooh. <laughs> That is just a fun arcade experience in your home, dude. The the music. Now, what's, what's the gameplay like on that? How do you play Super Monkey Ball? All right, so it's one of those games where you have the characters and it's, it's in like a little. It's like almost like a toy in a plastic cup ball, and you control the stage. The stage moves to the controller, 
So if you lean left, the stage leans to the left. You, you lean right on analog stick, the stage leans to the right. And you, you're trying to basically, it's kind of like golf. And you, you're trying to guide the monkey and the ball to, like, the final end of the, the stage. So, essentially, like, you're controlling the stage and trying, you're moving up, down. It's like that arcade game where you kind of control it physically, so to speak. It's hard to describe. Um, but it, it's, it's, like a, it's like an arcade game experience in your home with a controller. Um, but I just remember, like, this was, like... Sega right in line with Mario and Nintendo's quality and theme as the characters like Monk this their the Monkey Ball franchise is kind of like almost like their Donkey Kong. I would say it's yep. almost like a little bit their Donkey Kong equivalent. Yep, they had a little cult following to it. Like 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 motherfuckers really was deep into that. Right, right. I think they just re-released uh like a super mega collection on the Switch. Now I'm probably gonna buy it around Christmas or Black Friday. Um <laughs> But yeah, Super Monkey Ball is number eight. Number seven is going to be Metroid Prime, man. Yeah. That game, when it first came out, was this was the big jump for Samus to go from 2D to 3D in the face of, you know, a face of Halo and the face of Metal, of, uh, Metal of Honor and Call of Duty and all that, all these other first person shooters. They perfectly transferred Samus into 3D. Yep. Um, I don't know how they did it. But they did, man, and just the the exploration, the platforming, the gameplay. It was it was smooth. Uh, the controls were tight. The pacing, the exploration. The like you know, in the two D version, you can go to all different areas of the map, and you gotta unlock certain areas with certain keys and abilities. And they did it in the complete three D environment. It was literally like the Super Mario sixty four of the Metroid franchise. Yeah. Um, so, oh, go ahead, man. So with what you were just saying there, now with it being a first-person shooter and kind of having that exploration element to it, do you feel like that separated it from other kind of... Because to me, I think the signature first-person shooter, even though I've never played it before, for that era was Half-Life 2. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. In comparison to a game like that, was Metroid Prime on that same level? I would say if man if it's on the same level as Half Life Two, I can't say that it is. Just just judging from the outside, because I never really played Half Life. I think I played like the demo that was on PS Two, whatever. Um, I would say me personally, I'll take it over Half Life Two. But I think um that game half-life 2 man it has elements to it that makes it more timeless than metroid prime um so i could say it was almost on that level um i would say it's probably nintendo's equivalent of that um i'm really looking forward to see what they do with the switch and they can make the the next game in that iteration but um and and was was metroid prime was that t was it rated teen or was that rated mature it was t it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't mature. Yeah, it was rated T. But I mean, Metroid always been a little bit more mature than most Nintendo games. Always that dark, uh, dangerous, uh, you know, gal- galactic space environment. Anything can happen out in space. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, number six for me is going to be Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Uh, mm. Just. Continuing off the Sega Dreamcast, they put extra modes in there. They put extra characters. 
extra stages. Um, man, just I I remember just I was shadow all day, team shadow all day, and I just do the two player races with my friends. We just fucking uh, what's it the the stage with the the night stage on San Francisco San Francisco Bridge. Oh, yeah. Ah man. That was like I play. I could probably run that shit almost blindfolded back in the day, man. I played that stage so many fucking times in the uh, versus mode. Yeah. So, okay. Look, on, on a little tidbit on that one. All right. Like mm-hmm. I know, I'm sure you probably beat that game multiple times. My I say my favorite character to play with in the story mode was probably Knuckles, just because it was chill. But did you do the little uh, what was it? The little mode they added uh, uh, with the little pets. Uh, uh, the cat. The, the cow. Cows- Oh, yeah. the, oh, dude, that was like Pokemon 2.0 for me, man. Oh, that shit was actually <laughs> low key lit, man. Like, uh, like low key, like, man, I got a little garden going on in what game in Sonic? Like, what? Yeah, bro, I got, yeah. I got one that got wings. You know what I'm saying? I got one that fight. That that was actually a dope little little mode. It was, man. Uh, did you have a you, you unlocked the heaven and hell uh, area, right? I only whoa, got the whoa, heaven one. And see, whoa, see, I only got the heaven one. I didn't know there was a hell one. There was a hell one, dude. Oh, it's like a darkness uh, garden per se, and it's like volcanic and you know a dark sky and shit, dude. Like, man, I used to go through the stages to look for the exclusive little, you know, remember those little animals you could find yeah. out the stage and you feed them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit was literally like Sonic's version of Pokemon. I, I yep. freaking love the child, man. Oh, so hold on, hold on. So just for the record, for the record, was Shadow the Hedgehog faster than Sonic? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, nah, man, that's a Goku and Vegeta dynamic. There you uh, go. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Dead ass, because, you know, it's the same way, because in the little history books, all through the little lore in Sonic, you're like, well, you know, Shadow was made in the lab, so he's fat there. Nah, nah, they're like the same. Yeah, they're about the same. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic goes faster. Um, he's like, he's got the Goku. He's got that Goku uh, spirit. Top of the pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's like a one for one of Goku and Vegeta dynamic with those two. Um, but yeah, man, that's number six. Number five, Luigi's Mansion. I mean. Luigi's first game, Mario's missing doesn't count. I'm not counting that. I don't even so, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what what no. was Mario was missing? What was that? Uh, Mario was missing was like a it was almost it was like a PC game, and it was like a side scrolling, not even a platformer. It was just like a mystery adventure type shit um, on the PC, and you had to find Mario. You go through towns, talk to people. It was bullshit. Yeah, you played as Luigi. Nintendo deemed it an educational game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it one of them typer? Was it one of them joints that was like meant to teach kids how to type? Dog. <laughs> no, no, you took it back. I don't think so. I think this was still had like right, a little, a little button, like reading and shit. It wasn't like uh, was the typing of the dead by Sega Dreamcast or whatever. Mario. Like <laughs> so. So, question for y'all about Luigi's Mansion here, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that was a launch title for the Nintendo GameCube. Do you feel like Luigi obviously was due for his own solo series? Did they do him justice with that game? The character of Luigi, 
Was he portrayed in a way to where you were interested in him? Overall, what did they actually do to enhance the character of Luigi? Because he was an unlockable character on the original Super Smash Brothers. And I don't remember him being in Melee. He wasn't in Melee, right? Oh, yeah, he was in Melee. He was unlockable. Okay. But Luigi's Mansion, I I, kind of want to take a little dive on that. Talk to me about Luigi's Mansion, please. All right. uh, Well, uh, I'll just do a quick little, you know what I'm saying, zip. Uh, I would have to say they did Luigi justice, you know what I'm saying? Because when we played, you know, we always know Luigi is player number two, you know what I'm saying? He's always there. But in this time, when they when they advertise that game and it's a new it's a new Mario game console coming out, but we have a Luigi game instead. All right. So we're drawn in and then they made it known like, yeah, no, nah, Mario is not in this game. Like what? Yeah, no, nah, Mario's not in this game. So you want to play it. I would have to say the advertising drew me into it, and then they didn't disappoint with the gameplay. Man, Luigi's Mansion was the launch title that made... That was the game that made me want to get a GameCube. That title right there. Um, Just being a long-time Luigi fan, always played as Luigi in all the games. Besides the cartoon and in the movie, this was the only game that really established his personality. This was the game that made him different than Mario. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fear that he has, um, the likability. This was the game that really established Luigi and separated him from his brother. Because even in Super Smash, the movesets were pretty similar. They, you know, it's like a one-for-one clone of Mario. Um, you know, all the other games, okay, he, he jumps tall. He jumps higher. He's more faster, but he's, he's, more, he's harder to control. These were gameplay elements that... Similar to Mario, but didn't really make him different enough. And then Luigi's Mansion, they came out with a different gameplay scheme. They made it kind of like a Ghostbusters light type deal. Uh, they gave it a, just a great theming. The music, the graphics, the style of the artwork, the lighting, the mood that it captured. It was a fun, you know, it was like a fun, spooky, kind of like Casper the Friendly Ghost kind of thing with it. Um and it really captured what made Luigi unique in that game. So I think that was the game that put Luigi over as this guy's different than his brother, and he actually has a personality established gameplay-wise. Uh, if you don't watch the cartoons, you don't watch the movie. I think that's what made that game unique to the fact that we've only had uh, like three titles about it since GameCube came out. So and the fact that it has such a fan. Uh, the fact that he even changed up Luigi's moveset in Super Smash to reflect Luigi's Mansion tells you how that game helped him become more unique than his brother. So, I would say that'd be the thing with that game. Because, I mean, I don't know, dog. It always felt like they was trying to play Luigi a little bit, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. They always did, man. He was always on the outside looking in, per se. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, but then you know, they over the years they gave him Daisy. He didn't get Peach. He got Daisy. Uh, you know, he got his own game. Uh, you know, so I, I I think really that game really helped him become who he, who he is now as a character. So yeah. Luigi's Mansion definitely was 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 a game changer for that character. Yeah, Help flesh him out a little bit more. You know, what I'm saying instead of just being player player two, like oh yeah, well, you know <laughs> Luigi's always there, but he's just he's just player two now. Right. <laughs> he's got a story. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, number four is going to be Soul Calibur 2. Man. Soul yeah. Cal- hey, this is a game that's always going to come up in the top ten list of like any console, man. Like, for, for real. What more can we really say about that other than then 
This shit was like fighting game perfection, man. Um, it, it, was it was great. Phenomenal, dude. Simply phenomenal. So many nights, just renouts, game like com- man. competitive, man. It was I'm 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 talking about like smash controllers, like throw your controller on the ground, like type level <laughs> of competitive nature, bro. And the thing is, dog, like Link fit into he fit into that so perfectly to where you'd almost be wondering, like, why is he not a regular character in this game? Why is Link <laughs> not a regular character? Like, Soul Calibur 2 was such a good game, such a great fighting game that people, nobody can tell you a, a single thing about Soul Calibur 3. <laughs> yep. And if, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Vader and Yoda, you couldn't say shit about 4 either. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But, like, Soul Calibur 3 never happened. Soul Calibur 4 was cool because it was that first game that took that jump into the next console mm-hmm. generation. But Soul Calibur 3 overshadowed, or 2, excuse me. Soul Calibur 2 overshadowed the next game so much to where nobody even bought Soul Calibur 3. I don't know anyone who even played that fucking game. Soul Calibur 2, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Soul Calibur 2, with their console-exclusive characters and Link being such a great character in that game, might have ruined that entire series. Every other game that came out was going to be compared to how good Soul Calibur 2 was, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, still, people were like, even the last one, they they took uh, The Witcher. Um, as a guest character, and I be I got I gotta be honest. I mean, it was a return to form. I think Soul Calibur seven, but um, or six, but that shit ain't timeless, man. It's just nope. not. It's no, n- yeah. Two was the one. okay. So I, I got a question for y'all. Who? Uh, Go ahead, man. Which character did y'all use on Soul Calibur two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me personally, everyone used Link. So I I enjoyed fighting against the character and I enjoy having the character in there, but he was not one of my mains because because everyone played Link. So mine's was legitimately Nightmare and Killick. Yo, yo, okay, all right, all right, Nightmare. That was my boy, man. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, Jack, go ahead, your turn. Uh, for me, it was Killick and Mitsurugi. Mitsurugi, yeah. man. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. And that's who it was for me. It was Bullock, and it was Mr. Rugi. And um now I do remember uh I don't remember what the character's name was. He was like an unlockable character. You didn't see his face or none of that. What the fuck was his name, Mark? What was his name, dog? What kind of weapon did he have? He had a broadsword. He didn't have armor, he just had a sword. Um he had a sword, man. I you ain't want, talking I don't about Siegfried, is you? No, 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 no. Not Siegfried, because Siegfried had like a sword and a dagger. This character was like an unlockable character that had like a face mask over his over his face. He didn't even have like a story character ending. You could only pick him in versus mode, but he had the same move set as Harang from the original Soul Calibur. But I don't oh, remember what his name was. But my main, fuck it, man, that'll be something for later on. 
we'll look into it. But, but uh, the for, was... me, it was, for me, it was Killick and Mr. Rudy. Was his name Assassin? Assassin, yep. Okay, I just looked it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah, it up yeah. Play, he man. was just that random dude there. Yeah. <laughs> it okay. was him and it was him and Assassin. But for me it was it was Misarugi and it was Kellick, man. Yeah. Who messed y'all up the worst? Who right. fucked y'all up the worst, man? Who was like, damn, I, I hate going against this person? Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mark. What was your what was your top? Oh yeah, two? go ahead, Majin. Okay, so my top two in that one was was Link, you know what I'm saying? But besides <laughs> If we're, if we're not going to use the, you know what I'm saying, the characters, I would say Nightmare. I agree with you definitely on that. Right? Oh, yeah, man. Nightmare was my guy. And then um um y'all remember the girl with the with the two knives? I think her name was Talon. Talon. Oh, she was yeah. slick, man. Fish, I loved her because she was quick. That was my other baby right there. Bro, she used to get busy, dog. Oh, yeah, that was... That was my baby right there. So those yeah, are my two. Fuck with her, man. That's all. why I had to use against you on Mitsurugi, nigga. I remember, yeah. and I had to use Nightmare against you when you got Keelik. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was the matchup right there. Yeah. <laughs> the counter pick. The counter pick. Um, yo, yo. <laughs> I would say the characters. The characters <laughs> I hated going up against the most, dog, would actually be Keelik because my dad, my dad was really fucking good with Keelik. <laughs> mm, nasty with it. Man, oh, like the beast, bro. He would flip <laughs> me up. He would he would juggle me, and then by the time I'm done, I got 25 percent life left, man. Or right now. Oh, oh man. Um, who else? Killick, and then um, Cervantes. Oh, Yo. Cervantes. Yep, Cervantes. Because yeah, he was because the thing with Cervantes is that with him being like a fencer. He could get to you and then kind of get away from you. He was a yep. very defensive type character. I hated that motherfucker, bro. He hated his ass. Yeah, but, he, he was no joke. But he was a great villain because it's not a coincidence that all three of the console exclusive characters had their like character specific interactions with Cervantes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Even though Link didn't talk, for some reason his <laughs> rival character was Cervantes. Um, to answer your question, the two characters that for some reason gave me all kind of smoke. I hated Astaroth. I didn't like him, bro. Oh, Astaroth, huh? That's different. Yeah, for whatever it. reason, I didn't like him. His design was fucking creepy, but he could just get like he was. He, you know what I'm saying survive, or he was like Astaroth was that tank type of character. You know what I'm saying? Everything yeah. he did felt. Felt like it did too much damage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, I, I feel you. Once you get caught with him, there's your life bar. Yep, and, that's and, it. And, you know, and and who was the chick with the short hair, man? You know which one I'm talking about. I don't uh, remember her. with the snake blade. Yeah, was it Cassandra? Was oh, Ivy, 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 Ivy. I hated her, bro. I hated her. Yeah, Ivy, man, that bitch top tier, bro. Couldn't stand yeah, her. Blade. And you know the worst part about it is when you, because obviously for whatever obvious reasons, you're a 13 year old boy. You know why? You you know what what time it is. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. The right? game developers knew. Yeah. But then you fight her, and she's doing all of these techniques that are just fucking you up. But then you pick her and try to play as her, and don't know how to do any of the things that the computer is doing against you. 
Facts. <laughs> to this day, I have no idea how to turn the sword into the like chain blade or whatever. I never mm. learned. How. That that yeah. chain blade shit was lethal. And it was Man. a bad matchup for every character. Yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. My uh, I guess my two would be one's pretty cliche, but my 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 uncliched one's gonna be Taki. Uh, that ninja shit just <laughs> just fucked me up, man. That ninja shit was just I don't I couldn't grasp it. Uh, going against that was like I had a sigh every time it was Taki. Was like shit. Um, and Voldo, obviously Voldo. Voldo oh, was just like the the Eddie oh, Gordo fucking Soul Caliber man. You just Yo, button smash your way. You you couldn't do shit, man. That's a good analogy there. That's a great analogy. Fuck <laughs> all over the fucking place. Yeah, yeah. Just like Eddie on the ground. Like how how am I supposed to hit you? How am I hey. supposed? To, I hate it when he did the little. He's on the ground. He's like uh, doing a, a bridge, and he like humps you. Like he does the air hump and fucks <laughs> you with the air hump, bro. That was like hey. come on, dog. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Now that you mentioned that, I feel like what what Namco was doing with some of the characters in Soul Calibur, they made some of the characters a little bit similar to Tekken, right? Mm. Like the the cat, okay. I don't remember his name. What was doing with the nunchucks? What was his name, man? Was it Maxi? Yes, Maxi. Mm-hmm. Like Maxi, Maxi, Maxi had the same stance as Law. With nunchucks, but also had some of his same kicks as, ah. uh, as Law, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Aldo was definitely the Eddie Gordo of Soul Calibur, assassin slash Howrang, and then the other character on Soul Calibur Two that took some of his moves. Obviously, with the kicks, was like Howrang. They had Yoshi on there too, right? Uh, Yoshimitsu, yeah. Yoshi- Yo, Yoshimitsu was a fucking beast on yep. Soul Calibur. Like, I almost like Yoshimitsu more on Soul Calibur than I do on Tekken, bro. Mm. Because of sword play. That right. motherfucker animal on Soul Calibur too, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, man. you couldn't fuck with Yoshimitsu on Soul Calibur too, man. Nah, dude, you couldn't. You couldn't. That that that's I don't know sure if we had a top ten. Do we have a top ten fighting games of all time? No, we didn't. But we need know. to have one. But yeah, I'm with that. We need to get one. But dude, the, the atmosphere and the music, everything about Soul Calibur Two, man, is just perfection. Um, I agree. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, that that's my number four. Number three, Double Dash, Mario Kart Double Dash, probably my favorite uh, Mario Kart game of all time. Hey. On the GameCube, I like the two two characters per cart. I like the weight they introduced the weight class system a bit, so every character wasn't just you know a normal like everyone didn't play the same for the first time. I think in Mario Kart, everyone had their own physics to it. Bowser was a heavier type, uh, Baby Luigi and Baby Mario was a light cart type. Uh. Luigi and Mario was like a medium type, uh, medium cart type. So. It really kind of developed more of uh, gameplay mechanics with Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, Baby Park, come on, man. That's just chaotic fun, dude. That's just <laughs> that's just literally living living on random right there. That's your Mario Party of Mario Kart is Baby Park on Double Dash. Or, or Baby Park in any Mario Kart game. That that That's a fun track. Um, 
Number two, top two. This was oh. uh, top oh. two, man. And y'all, y'all probably could you could smell it out. You can smell it out already. <laughs> so number two, as much as I want to put this one as one, I'm I'm just gonna go with the amount of hours played. But number two has got to be Resident Evil Four. Mm. Resident Evil Four, man. Let's talk about it, man. Let's yeah. talk about it, man. This game was a game changer for the RE franchise. And it was a game changer for gaming at the time it came out. I'll, I'll be real, man. But the the gameplay, the over-the-shoulder gameplay, the enemy variations, the quick-time events, the cinematics, the voice acting, the atmosphere, the storytelling, a GameCube exclusive. This was basically Capcom saying, fuck you to you, everyone who thinks Nintendo GameCube is for kids. We're putting the best game, one of the best games we ever made on this console. Um, this 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 was a game changer, man. Uh, Leon returning, freaking dude! Like everything about it was just different. It was unique. It was fresh. It was won so many Gaming of the Year awards that they, man, it just what kind of pissed me off is that the game was so damn good, and the GameCube wasn't where it should have been. The fact that they had to port it to the PS2 just to make sure it would go over with the fans. It was like, damn, man. But, man, that shit was a gem on GameCube still. Even without the extra content graphically, it was better on the GameCube than PS2. It's like, you can do a side-by-side. I think they even admitted it. It played more smoothly on the on the GameCube. It was meant to be played on the GameCube. Like, just so many gaming moments on there. The first fight with El Gigante... Oh man, with the, him swinging the trees on you, the intensity of the boss battles, the rant, like, yeah. dude, man, it was a complete gaming experience, man. Resident Evil Four. What, what y'all got to say about it? Uh, look, I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck with you, bro. I was, I was too shook to play Resident Evil Four, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that game was scary, dog. Was it was shook. scary. I seen that when, 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 when old boy ran up on you with the chainsaw. Mm. <laughs> man, oh boy, run up on you! <laughs> and if you ain't hit that button fast enough, you was out of there. You're done for, man. You you was out of there. Like Leon Kennedy was definitely not overpowered at all in terms of what you could do on that game, man. But I know for a fact, Resident Evil Four is one of the best games that's ever been made. I like that goes without saying, and. The fact that it was almost perfect for that game console just tells me that, you know, when Cap when Capcom really wanted to get in their bag and show that they're one of the originators of this shit, Resident Evil 4 is one of them games that you go back to and be like, all right, this is where they really set their benchmark for everything else that people in gaming should be doing. Right. Yeah. I had to say, you know what I'm saying, for, for that one, that was another one, kind of like off of the off of the Metal Gear Twin Snakes, you know what I'm saying? Like that was one that 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 exclusive. He was like, hey man, if you ain't at the forefront of this game, like, oh man, it's been ported to PlayStation. Like, yeah, yeah. You played it on PlayStation too, because you, you know, you was a weakling. You was a pussy, you know what I'm saying? Should have got an Xbox. I mean not an Xbox, should have got a GameCube, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? You late. You already seen the videos on YouTube. Yeah, that you, you cheated, you know what I'm saying? Right, um, right. That, that, game was, that game was just deep, man. It was fun. For me, I played it with, with my cousin. 
uh, Kelsey, you know, saying we would go back and forth trying to see, you know, how far we could get. And that was just one of the great games Capcom put out real quick. It was just one of them exclusives. Like, all right, homie, you know what I'm saying? Like, put your friend, your cousin, your fam to the test. Like, how good can you do? Right. Mm-hmm. Right, man. That game was stressful. That game was stressful as fuck, man. Uh, that game was stressful. The boss fights were so innovative and so unique. Um, I think one of the scariest parts, well, part one of the scariest parts of the game is when you reach the castle, and you yeah. have those hooded guys, man, and they're fucking whispering in your ear, "Motor SVV, Motor SVV, Coeglo, Coeglo, Coeglo." You don't know where the fuck they're at, man. Like you hit secret ass, yo. You're like, what the fuck, like. <laughs> yeah, turn this shit off now. You know what? <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, there are no zombies on that game, right? There are no actual zombies on that game, like how Resident Evil One, Two, and Call of Veronica and Nemesis are, right? No, man. It was the uh, Lost Plagas, Plagos. Yeah. It was, uh, yep, just kind of alien creature type. It was no. Regular T virus zombie, no, right. like a, a plant or some shit, right? Like it was right, a it was like a plant, yeah, or some shit like that. Yeah, so it, it's kind of almost like you got to put that game in a non-canon kind of situation where it's like an alternate reality type Resident Evil game that runs parallel to you know the virus that's turning people undead and everything like that. Everything about that game is just so different and so special and unique to where it's almost like you wish it didn't get ported to any other consoles. Like, the legacy of Resident Evil 4 is already on a high level, but it would have been even higher if it never got ported to any other console. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I I definitely agree with you. And then especially with re-releases right now on PS4 and xbox and then uh and the original ps2 re-release and then they re-release on the wii the fact that they re-release it every console generation tells you something right the fact that you know after the announcement that they re they're re are uh, doing resident evil remakes and the fact that pretty much yeah these are all great but the one everyone's waiting on is four the four remake that, yep. that they're currently under wraps about. Like, that is the one everyone is basically saying, I'm waiting on this one to drop because this was such a game changer back in like 2004 or five that I'm expect. I don't even need to be a game changer now. I just need to update it to, you know, PS4, PS5 graphics and it's good to go. You know what I'm saying? With a little extra bonus mm-hmm. content. Um, still, man, one of the greatest opening levels in any fucking game, man, is the town. As as the town, you're surrounded by right in the beginning of the game. You give you got a pistol, you know what I'm saying. You got a certain amount of bullets, and the villagers are all after your ass. What are you gonna do? Yeah. You can you can climb up the highest uh you know house and shoot them as they climb up towards you. You can try to uh, bury yourself in a house. You could move the furniture to cover the windows. You shoot them as they're coming through the windows. You hear the chainsaw rev, and here comes the chainsaw guy. Oh shit! How are you gonna handle him? Like. Such a nerve-wracking moment! Like, damn, they just keep coming. I, you know, give you that real feeling, like, you know, these guys can think, oh, they blocked the window. Oh, he's gonna set up a ladder on the side of the house and try to get at you from the top of the house down. Like, so many different um gameplay elements that was was leveled up in this shit. It was no more slow-moving zombies. 
you know, fast creatures, no more, I mean, no more dogs jump scaring you out the window. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them dogs, bro. I couldn't stand them fucking dogs, man. Like, watching my brother play Resident Evil 2 had me shook, dog. Fuck those dogs jumping out of them fucking windows, man. And while we're at it, fuck those wolves on Metal Gear Solid. And Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Fuck the mm-hmm. world, bro. Dog, yeah, fuck that, man. I hated that shit. Oh, my God, I hated that level. Like, literally, <laughs> bro, I got I to gotta kill these, and I got to find the sniper. This is garbage. Yo, fuck it, boy. You right, man. Fuck them dogs, bro. Straight yeah. up and down, man. Hey, keep cooking, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that was RE4 in a nutshell. Game changer. Number one is Super Smash Melee, man. This was... <laughs> This was the game that took over my neighborhood every day or every other day. Super Smash, four-player, let's go. Um, just the way the gameplay elevated since the, almost, it made almost the N64 version. I'm not going to lie, it doesn't make people pissed off, but it made the N64 version unplayable. Oh. Uh, me, personally, I can't go back to the N64 once I went to Melee. Couldn't do it. You're right. You're right. You're definitely right. Like it's Nobody a cool, it's a nostalgia that. kick, it's a cool nostalgia kick, but you can't play that for too long, man. No, no, it's definitely crude. It's definitely crude. Oh, <laughs> man, okay, okay. Super Smash Brothers Melee, right? It's right. Weird. So let's get right into this here. Favorite character. Off rip, like the fight with, or what? Uh, who's your best? Is that what you're trying to say? Who's your best uh, character? Mm-hmm. Pound for pound. Well, okay. Well, we'll go with favorite character, and then we'll do pound for pound. All right. Uh, me personally, my favorite character in that game was. Uh, it had to be. It's both of me. My favorite and my best player was Luigi. I just. Oh. I was just like that was my guy. Luigi was my dude in melee, man. Like he held me down. He he had the little chop. You know, his his smash attack was a little karate chop he would do, man. That shit would knock you the hell out. Um you get like fifty percent, he does a little chop, pow, you're like, you out of there, man. Like I, I fought with Luigi heavy in that game, bro. Um any other characters I did was like you know, I mean, Pikachu was cool. Like, I mean, the roster was cool, but Luigi was my main dude. Like, if I was serious, okay. I picked Luigi. So, pound for pound, though, who was that one that you didn't want to run up on? Oh, uh, you know who it is. <laughs> you know, you, you, you everyone's seen the YouTube videos. You already know who it is, man. It, it's Fox. <laughs> Fox oh, had so bad. many fucking tools, bro. To beat your ass, man. That was- a bad boy right there, dog. Fox was the most technical fighter <laughs> on that game, bro. You Fox. couldn't touch him. Hell no. So, <laughs> I mean, I, got, I, so I would have to say, you know what I'm saying, like, blow for blow, my, like, my character that anybody that I pick that I'm going up against, bro, is, is Mario. Like, as basic and generic as that was, mm. I fuck you up with Mario, you feel me? Right, right. The Ryu of the franchise, essentially, before Ryu became playable. Yeah, man, he was he was the shit, dog. And fucking main character, hey, it, it is what it is. But after that, I had to say once again, man, my second character needs to be 
Fox or Falco. Okay, okay. Hey, man, you again, Falcon and and Fox was like Fox was just unbeatable, untouchable. Yeah, like man, the, the dash, every time. Fire, fire! I used to have nightmares about that damn sound effect, man. Oh, but look, 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 look. The character I hate, no fighting, Kirby. Kirby? Kirby. Nigga, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is, dog. Not in that one, but just period, Kirby, I can't fuck with, man. Oh, uh, shit, dude. I'm going to put, I, I had a rival. I'm going to put uh, Captain Falcon in there as well, man. Okay, okay. I'm going to put Captain, his punches and the Falcon punch. Oh, like, dog, man. I, I hate, and I always try to time to block it, and I always fuck up the timing, just. Knock me the hell out of the damn ring, man. <laughs> yeah. Hated that shit, bro. I hated his fucking kick. He he did his little he did the kick where he could kick front and kick back. So oh, yeah, you, that, that that down sweep. That down sweep. So even if you, you missed it, like, oh shit, I'm good. And he kick you in from behind, yeah, like fuck. <laughs> he did the, the air grab. The air grab was ridiculous, bro. Oh, fucking... Yo, so many saves with that. What? Like, <laughs> Hey, well, see, the thing with Captain Falcon is, like, I feel like Captain Falcon was the playable character that was most like an actual person, right? Mm, right. So his, his attacks and the things that you could do with him were practical. Everything that you could do with him applied to a real situation that you were in during a particular match. I don't think it's possible for like Captain Falcon would be the character that you would pick if I mean I know you compared him to Ryu. I'll say Captain Falcon was like the Liu Kang of Super uh, Smash. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even like the Johnny Cage of the Super Smash. But mm. if you can pick him, if if it's your first time playing the game and you're scrolling through the characters. You could pick Captain Falcon and become good at playing the game with him because everything that he did applied to a situation that you could be in during a match. And if yeah. you got, if you really got to be good at playing with Captain Falcon, it was going to be a long day at the office, bro. Yep. <laughs> Show me your moves. It was, it was <laughs> like, if, if you landed the Falcon punch, it didn't really matter what your health percentage was at. The Falcon Punch was doing damage. The yeah, Falcon yeah. Kick was doing damage. He could yeah. jump high. He could jump high. He could counter. He was quick. Everything with Captain Falcon, like, was on point, man. But for me, hmm. for me, I'm going to be honest with you, dog. Fox. Yeah. Like I mm. said, Star Fox the was guy. the most technical fighter on Super Smash Brothers, bro. He had the fire attack. For the yep. save to keep you yep. from going out of the ring. He had the fucking laser. That should <laughs> get you up 50% before you even know it. You didn't block that shit. You'd be like, right. God damn. You get to him from across the stage right. and lift you up. <laughs> I lay your ass up. <laughs> and by the time um, he, he hit you one time, you're like, you're out. Like, God damn, bro. bro he can do it from the air. He can hit you from the air. It wasn't as fast as it was when he was grounded, but I mean, if you do a double jump with Fox, you can maybe get off three or four shots before you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. His yeah, throw. Oh, go ahead, man. His, I was gonna say his throw was even on point 
as well with the laser. You know what I'm saying? Shoot the your kick, ass. The, the roundhouse kick, when you hold, I don't know if it was back and B or back and A, the roundhouse kick was going to send your ass to the other side. You know what I'm saying? The reflective attack was always on point. Better than Mario's reflective attack, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yep. And you get a little stun to it. Yep. Oh, man, because it was quicker. Like, oh, man. (laughs) How many Samus's charged attacks would they come right back at your ass? Like, oh, shit. Boom. Like, KO your damn self. How insulting is that? You KO'd your damn self. Gotcha, bitch. Too many, bro. Like, um, dang, like, <laughs> man. Fox was that guy on melee, dog. Um, I mean, the other one that I probably wouldn't have wanted to run up on, like the kryptonite character, I think probably was either Kirby or maybe depending on who you were playing against, Link. Because I think, yeah. Link, cause I feel like Link kind of had an answer to every situation like he, if you think, yeah like link was that all-around character he had the bomb he had the sword boomerang. the boom oh my goodness the oh boomerang. the fucking boomerang was a was a wolf man hey man he, he even had, had the bow and arrow yeah dog that's what i yeah he had the bow and arrow he had the sword tornado he had the fucking grapple hook <laughs> I think oh. he grabbed at a good distance. Yeah, yeah. If you got too close, he had the stab attack. Like Link was like the Batman of Super Smash Brothers melee. <laughs> oh shit! You're right. You're right, man. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't really like uh, the Zelda character all that much. Sheik was Sheik. much better than the Zelda character, but I understand yeah. why they put her in there. Um, so with Super Smash Brothers Melee, this is the question that I'm gonna ask y'all, and this kind of applies to Super Smash Brothers Brawl a little bit as well. To this day, I've never played Brawl before, right? Do you think that Super Smash Brothers should have done more in terms of the single player kind of story experience? that fighting games have now become standard or is that series kind of designated and better suited for a multiplayer setting so so you're asking is the single player better or the multiplayer better on melee well i mean overall with the series because i mean obviously like there's no difference between the single-player experience on Super Smash Brothers and then Melee. I know that with Brawl, they tried to do, what was it called? Like the subspace emissary? Yeah, story. they had that for yeah. Brawl. Like, should there have been more of a focus, or was the bread and butter always going to be that, that multiplayer experience? Because I think that countless hours, even if you were playing Melee by yourself, you could have got by without a story mode, I think. Yeah, I gotta have to I, agree. Oh, go ahead, Majin. Yeah. I I'd have to say it's definitely like a multiplayer, more focused setting. Like, yeah, they didn't really need 
the story mode in it. Like, it was great because, you know, if you're going to play the game by yourself. But, yeah, now nah, that was a game like, hey, man, what you doing? Who you who you picking? Right? Fuck it. Let's run it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Even to the fact where most people, even if you were by yourself, you just did battle mode with CPU. Yep. <laughs> you didn't practice and practice your moves and shit. Like, you did that more so than you did the arcade mode or whatever. Um, and, you know, they, they used to give you, like, the arcade mode. Sometimes you get, like, a little picture or you can collect the trophies. I like the little trophy feature where you get a little trophy and lock a trophy and you can look at it and they'll tell you a little information about the character of the trophy and the game that it came from, whatever. Yeah, that, um, was, they, that was cool. And they updated it with the stickers and spirits and, and on Ultimate, which is, you know, I don't really care for them. It's okay. They're basically stickers. But, um... No, Subspace and Misery for Brawl was that was a good game changer because it had cuts, not cutscenes, but it had CGI silent, you know, no voice acting, but CGI uh, cutscenes and different missions and different environments that was enjoyable. Um, I think that was as best as you're going to get it. And then I think when Ultimate came out, they figured it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth to, with the amount of characters that they have, it wasn't worth to try to make some kind of story mode. We're trying right. to make it make kind of sense. They know you're here for multiplayer. They say, hey, rather than make a story mode, let's give you a character you actually want to play as. Let's go get Sora. Let's go get Kazuya. You know what I'm saying? Let's go get Sephiroth. Why bother with the story? Let's get let's get the characters you want to play as, and I know y'all be more happy with that rather than doing like a 10-hour a mm-hmm. or a 5-hour uh, story mode with cutscenes. Let's, let's put yep. the budget towards getting what you want. Yeah, I definitely agree. So with that being said, then, do you feel like, because this is where I kind of think about this here. I think about Mortal Kombat. I think about Street Fighter. I think about Tekken. I think about some of these fighting games that kind of made the single player experience a priority as far as rewarding the player with actual storyline advancement. Where Super Smash Brothers always got it right to me is that the storyline did not matter. Nobody was playing Super Smash Brothers because they wanted an in-depth story about anything. All you wanted to do was play as Mario and see who would win in the fight between Mario and Kirby. Or see who would win in the fight between Star Fox and Samus. Or Donkey Kong and Captain Falcon. I didn't know mm-hmm. who Captain Falcon even was until I played Super Smash Brothers, dog. Oh, same. Right. <laughs> same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I remember, like, you know what I mean? Summers, being, you know what I mean? Over the summer, um, playing Super Smash Brothers till four o'clock in the morning. Yep. Just playing it. You know what I'm saying? In training mm-hmm. mode. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Training mode. In, yep. In, in, in training mode with the, with the computer difficulty up on like eight or something yep. like that. Just cause. Yep. Just just because it was fun. You know what I'm saying? So my next question about melee. What was y'all's favorite level on melee? Ooh. Oh melee. Oh uh, shit, melee. Hmm. Uh, you go ahead, Majin. My, <laughs> mine was uh I think it was the, the Donkey Kong stage. Mm, okay. Right, I think he had the one where you could uh, knock motherfuckers in the water, right? And there's like barrels on the side. Oh, yeah, 
Man, dude, that was a yeah. bitch. That yeah, was yeah. a bitch, man. I oh, hated I that shit. Fuck people up with them barrels. I'm like, you know what? I, I ain't even got to beat your ass, but I just got to put you right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the cur would take your ass. The cur would take your ass underneath that shit, too, man. Yep. You either going to look, look, you got to make it. I'm trying to get you in this barrel, but if you don't land in that barrel, you're going to hit that water. But if you make it in that barrel, your ass about to get shot across the map. Hope you got enough right. light. Right. <laughs> Oh shit, that's a good ass stage, man. Uh, I have to say, uh, Hero Temple. Oh, that's Dude. just a good. That's a good squabble right level. there. That, that was a great level. That was the level levels. If you want to handle it like a man, you go down. You know that spot. <laughs> you know that spot. You go right down in that little corner where you had the the ceiling. You had the one platform to the right, Ooh. and if you had the hops, you can you can hop up to the left. And make your way back on the top stage, but that's where you're right. like, oh, I'm at 100. I need to go down there to survive. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Wow. Like, I, I try to get caught. <laughs> yep, you bounce off that wall real quick. You be like, yep. I'm straight on the inside. Right, right. So I, I think mine would be Hero Temple. There's so many different areas. If you have long range, motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're definitely on top. Y'all trying to hit each other with projectiles and shit. If you're yep, close bro. range, you try to throw somebody down there and try to, you know, mess wow. them up, so them escape. Um, you trying to get rid of someone, you lure someone near the edge on the right so you can throw them off it. Like, there's so many aspects, yep. man, to that stage, bro. Oh, Listen, bro, if you really wanted to smoke, like, if you was playing in a four-player or three-player with a CPU, if you really wanted to catch that fade, when you had 100%, you was going down to that spot and getting <laughs> it in with the one-on-one yep. right there. You know what I'm Yep. You you was getting it in with the one on one right there. And the other players who you was playing with knew not to go down there while you and whoever else was there was catching that fade, bro. And if you, you went down that? there, you were asking for it. Yeah. No, one, only, one of only one of y'all was finna be leaving that area, bro. Somebody was gonna get their head bounced off the top of that joint, <laughs> then they was gonna bounce off of the bottom. And then they was going straight off of the edge of the fucking cliff, bro. That's it. Straight up. That's it. Right, right. Shit, you mess around there too much, you be like, oh, I'm down two stocks already. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like you said, hey, hey, like you said, D, if you really wanted to handle it like a man, you was going down there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You, if you and the other people that you was playing with were sitting there talking some shit, you knew it was real. Depending on who went down there first, right? <laughs> and whoever, yep. whoever, whoever followed you down there was the one that really was looking for that issue, bro. Um, right. Also, really, if you if you were as a coward, you'd be hiding up in that top right corner, that platform up there, where no one freaking went to, but you were just trying to be lurking, like, oh, I'm down two lives. Let me just chill out, go in this corner minute. real quick. So, so for me. I'm going to say Hyrule Temple would be my honorable mention. For me, it was Corneria. Oh, yeah, Star that's a good one. It was the Star Fox face shift because yeah. there was nowhere to hide. There was yeah. nowhere to hide. Except behind was, the fin. That's, that, that's where it got real, behind the fin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't stay there too long, no. Nope. You can stay there too long, but if you were like, all right, come on, bring it. Come on, let's go. Let's go. But but everybody who was 
everybody who was a part of that session was right there, bro. And and you had to get busy. That was yeah. survival of the fittest right there, bro. Right yeah, there. Mm-hmm. No running. Because no running. Nope. If, nope. if you did jump off on that little starship that came up, that star wing, you ain't got too long over there. <laughs> <laughs> How many times y'all got shot down by that star wing? Like, just randomly selected you. Boom, that gone. Used, that shit used to get me heated, bro. But that Man. level was fire. That would, be the, that would be my, my last stock right there, getting shot. I'm, like, I'm about to make it back to the stage. No, you're not. No, y'all. Chum. You know what, though? I do want to ask y'all about this one, though. Right? How did y'all feel about Brinstar? Uh, Brinstar, the one with was, not Creed. No, that was the that was the Metroid level. Oh, the one with lava. Yes, sir. Man, oh, yes, sir. Oh, I I didn't know I, that Look, that was a pain in the ass, man. That, that was like a hated stage. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, man, there's so many accidental deaths. Mm-hmm. That you were hoping that lava was there to save your ass. Because if it won't, you were done. Yep. Yeah, that, that that one right there, that that one was just like you can't be slacking. You got to make sure you're supposed to be where you're supposed yeah. to be. Now y'all know what the worst stage was, though, right? What's that? Mm. The Rainbow Cruiser, Mario <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> Man, if you just wanted an hour match, like a thirty-minute match, you go to the Rainbow Cruiser, and you just basically you couldn't even fight half the damn time. You were just trying to react to the freaking uh, stage moving all the goddamn time, and just trying to survive. Yep. Bouncing all around, you got to get to this cloud, go to this boat. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> that shit was like the least played stage in all melee. Yeah, you know what's another another good like honorable? I think this is wasn't in that one, or it might be in a new one. But the the F zero stage. Oh fuck that level! Oh, oh the F zero stage. Yeah, that yeah. that shit was chaotic fun. Yeah, man, you be standing there for too long downstairs on the bottom, you know. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the F zero stage was like, yeah, man, that shit would get you good too. That shit would get you good, man. Oh yeah. man, I love the Pokemon stage. The Pokemon stage, I enjoyed that one. The arena oh, with the yeah, stage with, with, with the with the type typing. When when the music hit, bruh. That shit was like time to go to work. Time to go to work. Time to get it in. And then that one, that one right there, I don't know for some reason when you get on that stage, like when you got Pokeballs enabled, that item, them items just drop. Right. They had the screen in the background where they highlight you for getting off the stage, getting thrown off the stage or whatever. Oh yeah, and then whoever like you knew who was winning because they they start shouting your name. You're like, oh yeah, yeah it's time to jump that monkey. That shit was like you're actually in arena. Donkey Kong, yep. Donkey Kong. You're like shit, man. I gotta get, I gotta come back in this shit, man. Crowds on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, man. That, I, what I like the uh, the fire. I think I liked when the stage was on uh, like fire, the little fire part. Oh yeah. little, you get a little camera like Charmander will come out the corner or some shit like that. Yep. That yeah, shit was that fun, one. man. Yeah, they had a bunch. Uh, I, I, that, that one actually like, yeah, that was another good one right there. I mainly like that one for the Pokeballs, because we used to have sometimes we just have what was it, Pokeball and hammer matches. Oh, the hammer matches? That's yep. you, how hard how mad you be when your hammer break and you're like, oh I'm fucked. I'm dead. Man, you pick up that one, and then that motherfucker fall off. You're like, damn, somebody damn. about to pick this up and bink me with it. 
And then you gotta dodge your ass for like the the, the ten seconds you're in. You like you trying to outmaneuver them. They're like they're on your ass, man. Trying to knock you out the ring. Man, dog, that that shit was nothing. Like I'm about to get you now. Uh, uh, hold up, dog. Hey, hold up. Hey. Hey, hey, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, bro, wait a minute. But like, did y'all? Okay, so obviously the pokeballs was fire. The pokeball was the best buff that you could get yes. in Super Smash. But like, my favorite one was the was the baseball bat, bro. That sound. <laughs> oh <That> man. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> man. And it would be a, it'd be the worst thing to get hit by one of them, man. And then you see your ass spinning in the background into a star. Like, God <laughs> damn. That's the worst feeling to get caught by the home run bat. Like, literally. Oh my God, for the last kid, too. Dog. Dog. Bro, what's up? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, bro, when somebody dinged your ass with that with that home run bat, you couldn't, <laughs> like, you knew you was going to be salty, bro. That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I hated that damn thing, dog. Y'all used to get me with that shit good because I'm like, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm about to hit you before you get it off. Nope. What, man? <laughs> oh my god, I fell for that shit so easy. I'm uh, like, yeah. Hey, hey, like you, I'm trying to remember though. Was the home run derby on melee, or was that just on Smash on '64? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, let me see. Ah, shit, dude. I I think it was I on. Remember it being yeah, on yeah. But I don't know if it was on on on, on melee. Yeah, on Smash Bros. Melee, there was a home run contest. Yo, that was my favorite one right there. The little the lightsaber was cool, mm -hmm. but the pokeball and the home run bat was my favorite because. Like the hammer was the hammer was cool, but like there was ways to get around the hammer. But with the home run bat, you had to be careful. The home run bat was like the golden gun, bro. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know you were good with the home run bat if you threw it in midair as someone was recovering. So you 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 didn't have to be close. You'd be across the stage. You just throw it, whop, Yo, hit you right as you hit you right in the head, pa, you're out of the match. Like damn, like. I love throwing the shit. That tidbit right there, like you didn't have to wind up, you just throw that bitch. Oh my god! Oh, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Throwing, throwing was an art form. Yep. Yeah. You time that bitch right, you got it. If not, do it off the mat. As I'm trying to think, man, the other, I'm trying to think who kind of who might have been like the quickest with getting that shit off, man. Ness, man, that been Ness. Ness. And he would taunt with the fucking bat too. I like, think he had a taunt with the bat. He pointed up like he hit a home run, man. Like that Ness was was nasty with that shit, bro. Ness was getting it off. Ness was plop. Ching. <laughs> Damn. Oh Outta man. Out of there. So so like like you were saying, bro. So you got you got melee as number one. All time. Yeah, that That's my number one. I, I know.
Oh, okay. Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid series. I can't play it. I literally cannot play the Metal Gear Solid series. It is just too. It's too much for me. I enjoy watching it, and I enjoy the storyline aspect. Play those games. Like I can play it. I don't get too far in it. Just with the puzzles and the sneak. I'm never good at sneaking around. I just can't. I'm horrible with the stealth mechanic. Um, the mission here is where is Legend of oh, Zelda and all of this? Wind Waker Wind Waker was a, was a damn good game. Yeah. Uh, my problem with Zelda is, is the puzzles. I can't, I can't, I can't solve the fucking puzzles in Legend of Zelda. To this day, I've only beaten one Legend of Zelda game. One. It was on Game Boy Color, Oracle of the Seasons, and I needed a strategy guide to beat it. Like I can't Zelda games, the puzzles and the dungeons is too much for me. So yeah. I yeah, play yeah, it, you know, I goof around in it, but I can't really beat the game. So I'll acknowledge those two. Those those are those are could be in any top five list. Me personally, I just didn't really play those titles just because it was too much. I played Wind Waker, but I could never beat it. So my gameplay timing on that was always lower than others. So. Those are the two missions. I'll admit, why aren't they on there? Um, I, I, the, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that because I didn't play a uh, Wind Waker, but it was definitely a, like a damn good game. You know what I'm saying? Like a damn good game, but didn't beat it. Like, yeah, nah, did just same platforming. Like Legend of Zelda is too much. Mm -hmm. uh, now, one that I forgot to mention, uh, just because it was dope, was a uh, uh -oh. beautiful joke. Uh oh. Joe. uh oh. Hey. Uh -oh. Yeah, beautiful Joe, dog. We like that. That was a, I think that was a GameCube exclusive, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Remember, yeah. remember when Capcom cared? Absolutely. <laughs> remember when Capcom cared? Absolutely. <laughs> Man, that was that one right there. That game right there. That that's a, that's another honorable mention. Just cause, like, man, I'm still waiting for the next one. Like, the next one, I, I right? Give it so, to me. so I so I do have a question for y'all in relation to Zelda. I wanted to. And I'm glad that y'all brought that up here. Okay, so Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. Do you think that with the style of graphic art, was that a turnoff to people who had played Ocarina of Time, Mask of Majora on Nintendo 64, and then transitioning over to this next console era? Like, obviously, you know, PlayStation 2 had games like God of War. You know, both platforms had a Mortal Kombat, Shaolin Monks. Mm -hmm. As far as the adventure titles, was the artwork for uh, Wind Waker, was that a turnoff for hardcore gamers who were expecting something on that level of a God of War for Nintendo GameCube? You go ahead, Majin. You're good, man. All right. Um... I'd say like, ooh, yeah, because Legend of Zelda, it couldn't, it couldn't turn into those high definition graphics. It couldn't be realistic because if it became realistic, then it wouldn't really be Legend of Zelda no more. You know what I'm saying? Because we definitely did have that little transition moment when they was like, so uh, are we ever gonna see Sonic in like HD? And then now we got you know the Sonic movie, you know, years later and whatnot. But mm -hmm. We couldn't have get, we couldn't have gotten Legend of Zelda in a, in a. I would say like it kept that cartoony 
that cartoony feel like we knew it was a game. We knew it was like nostalgic and it still felt like we were playing, you know, Legend of Zelda. If they would have updated it or tried to give it like high, real, surreal graphics, then it it, it would have been a different game in its own. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, man. I think, again, it's that whole GameCube's for kids. It's a kiddie console. It continued that with Wind Waker. The game everybody wanted was Twilight Princess. The game we got was Wind Waker. And mm-hmm. again, it's a great title. It's a great game. I, I, my brother got it. I messed around with it. Great, it's a very artistic game, very sound. But people didn't want young Link. They wanted Link grown up. They wanted some dark adventures. They wanted to see the darker side of the Zelda series. And after Twilight, after uh, Majora's Mask and um, Ocarina of Time, we thought we were going to get that next step of the story and the next step of Link being adult. We went back to Kid Link. It was like what the fuck like yep i'm not playing that like it's kid link i want adult link and i think a lot of people missed out on a great title just because of that recept yep. uh reception and now as you can see twilight princess had the sales on the wii um man and that's the one everybody wanted man 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 and not yeah, only we that, still ain't got a sequel to it but hold on see it's interesting to mention that because there's another game that came out on the Sony PlayStation 2 that <laughs> there's another game that came out on the Sony PlayStation 2 called Shadow of the Colossus. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, you know, a lot of people might not have played, but more or less filled that void that people were looking for that the Zelda title on the GameCube didn't necessarily fill at that time. But I do want to mention one game here that didn't come up on either one of y'all's list, right? Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, I mean, I was going to mention addressing the elephant in the room, but I'm glad you did it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned it, man. Because well, yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's do it. Super Mario Sunshine. What went wrong? What went right? Okay, first off, I mean, what went right was it was a different story. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a different way to see Mario. You know what I'm saying? But it, oh man, that was such a great game. It was hard too. It was essentially, it was essentially the sequel to Mario on the 64. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it was dope. It wasn't too bad. It was like, you know, they tried to put Mario in his separate, you know, island. So it wasn't, it didn't have to be canon because now we got Bowser's children and whatnot. But I would have to say the game, the gameplay made it great because, like, now we're not really, you know what I'm saying? Mario is known for using the fire flower and plumbing shit. Well, now he's dousing shit and cleaning up stuff. It was a little bit different, <laughs> different take, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> That worked. Now, what went wrong with it was the story didn't really make sense. You know what I'm saying? That was that was essentially it. Like Bowser has children now. All right, who? How? We? What is this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where? Where is this coming from? You know, y'all just pulling something out of your ass, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like oh, we're just gonna try this. Like, no. Yeah. That that was that was what I would say went went wrong with it. Mm-mm. All right, all right. What you got, Uncle Jack? I mean, look, man, if I remember correctly, Tom on Toonami reviewed Super Mario Sunshine. 
the gameplay for that game, because Mark, you you had that on GameCube, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. My only experience playing Super Mario Sunshine was playing it with you. So for me, yes, it was a great game, but I put Super Mario Sunshine, and I'm showing my age with this a little bit here. I put that in the same category as the Sonic 3D game that came out on Sega Saturn. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, that, okay. I, I put that in that same category. It wasn't a bad game, but it wasn't what you wanted from that character on that console during that time. Luigi's Mansion is still probably a better game than Super Mario Sunshine, right? Yes. We got two sequels. We never went back to the Sunshine mechanics. Nope. The whole idea of playing as Mario doing the things that you were doing in that game just doesn't make sense when the signature title for Super Mario was Super Mario 64. He's running around, you're, you're, you're jumping on top of shit, you're fighting against Bowser, you're in these big wide sweeping levels, you're jumping through pictures going to different levels, and then on better software with better graphics, it's kind of this linear video game where you're basically a janitor. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Damn, it, it doesn't, man. It doesn't really feel like that title was up to the standard of Super Mario. But then you think about how good the gameplay was and, again, how good the graphics were and everything like that. It was definitely a good game, but I don't think it was what people wanted at the time. They could have easily have just inserted Luigi into that slot as the playable character in that game and then made a different game with Mario as the main character, in my yep. opinion. Damn, dude. I was thinking the exact same thing because it's almost like similar mechanic. Not similar. It's like similar concept. Backpack contraption and sucking ghosts or... Spraying water to clean up a place. Like, I definitely see what you're saying with that one, man. Mm-hmm. Kind of piggybacked off of Luigi on that. Like, okay, we gave, we gave your brother something, so now let's give you a contraption. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. after Super Mario 64, that, that was a game changer. And yeah. we have those expectations of another game changer because Mario steadily has done that. You know, Mario and the NES game changer. Super Mario World was a game changer. Super Mario 64 was a game changer. And then Mario Sunshine as the main uh, entry for the next generation console wasn't the best platformer on its on the console. And it wasn't the best platformer of that generation. So it's like, oh shit, Mario is like, it's like almost like Mario didn't win the World Series. Like the Yankees didn't win the World Series here. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Like they got eliminated the first round in the playoffs. Like that, that's not supposed to happen, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like how Mario was um, for the GameCube. And then once we got the Wii, Super Mario Galaxy, it was like, oh, we're back on. So, but why, yeah. But, but it's almost like it's almost like they did Super Mario Sunshine because they didn't want to put out Galaxy on the Nintendo GameCube, mm. you know? Yeah. And I th- I feel like that was a missed opportunity because you know, whatever. Any, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. If, if that was the case, 
Luigi should have been the one to get that shine on the GameCube, and we just could have let Mario chill out for a little while and mm-hmm. all of that. Because True. there was no need there was no need for us to get Super Mario Sunshine when that game wasn't the one that we really wanted to play with him as the central character. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. And it almost like if it was just a side mark, say for we did get Galaxy on the GameCube, and then we had Sunshine. Sunshine would have probably been more appreciated because it was like, oh, it's not the main game, it's a side game. People would have had more fun with it, or the expectations would have been different. But because it was a main title game in the series, that's where the expectations had shifted. If it was Luigi's game, or if it was a side Mario game, it wouldn't have the problems, but... It was yeah. not a console seller. It was not a console. It, w- it was not moving hardware. You know what I'm saying? It failed to do that as a Mario title. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Like more so, like you said, it kind of set the set the layout for like Super Mario Galaxy. Now, if they would have like like you said, they would have just exchanged Mario and like put Luigi in there and be like, okay, you know, at the Luigi's mansion, he went to an island. Okay, that would have made more sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, we can let him take over. But yeah, that one honestly it was kind of like a hit or miss. But if they would have made it just a side game, like hey, we're testing something because we got something else coming out, that would have definitely worked more in its favor. You know what I'm saying? Like a console seller. But now we got Galaxy. You know they got it together. So yeah, yeah. still solid game. Not hating on it. Still solid game. Just wasn't that triple A killer uh, that we expect the Mario game to be. Yeah, could have been so. So I, I don't even know how long we've been on this. I don't know when we're gonna I don't know when we're gonna wrap this up, but what I do wanna say is this right here. I think that when it comes to the Nintendo GameCube, overall, the Nintendo GameCube is aged better than the original Xbox, in my opinion. When I think about the original Xbox and the exclusive games to that console, they had Halo. And they had dead or alive. Uh, I'd say for people, Fable and Knights. Well, Knights of the Old Republic's going on PS5, okay. but <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll add those two in there as honorable mentions, whatever. Like, bro, the GameCube was more fun, had better games, and overall, when I think about it. If there was, if I had the time to really go ahead and track it down, if I had to choose between what console I'd want to go out of my way to purchase again, it'd be the GameCube, no doubt, bro. No doubt in my mind. I would not buy another Xbox original console again if I could really choose between either one of those consoles, bro. Right. Everything about the Nintendo GameCube was unique to that console and what it was that they were trying to do more people went out and bought nintendo wii's i'm sure that by this point more people own nintendo switches but with that being said the nintendo gamecube was that one singular console that was there to hold down the aged gamer that was really in it for the love of the game Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yep. And at this point in time, in 2021, <clears throat> there's no such thing as for the love of the game anymore. You own a PlayStation or you own an Xbox or you are a PC gamer and that's about it. 
Everybody who owns a Nintendo Switch at this current moment has either A, been playing games since the day they were born, B, has a wife and a child that they want to get into playing games and enjoy, or Mm -hmm. C, they travel a lot and don't want to bring the big hardware with them everywhere they go. The Mm -hmm. Nintendo GameCube is a top 10 all-time console. And nobody can tell me otherwise. I agree. Damn right, man. Damn right. Uh, closing sentiments about it for me. Um, it was a great console. Uh, definitely underrated. Underappreciated. Then, and I think if you look uh, during the discussion, if you look at the values of those games now, it's definitely appreciated now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at if you're trying to recollect GameCube games, you know these are going for 50 100 200 300 400 dollars. These games, Xbox's library of games, it's on Game Pass. They re release it every Xbox generation, right? Their best games. Uh, Nintendo, they don't do that shit quite so much, uh, especially like third party <laughs> games. So these games appreciate over time and increase in value. So I, I have to agree. The GameCube library of games, man, it's aged beautifully, and we can see that reflected in the pricing, and we can see that reflected in no. Even if you got a Nintendo Switch, I mean, you, I got Super Mario Sunshine, I got right. the latest Luigi's Mansion, but I, I can't get Double Dash again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can't get Metroid Prime again. Nope. I can't get F Zero GX or Star Fox Assault. I can't get <laughs> all you know these titles. I can't get most of these titles re-released mm-hmm. or re-redone again. So. Yeah, fantasy man. They, fan, I can't get Fantasy Star again on there like that. So yeah. you're absolutely right, man. These games were underappreciated, and I'm glad that sucks. That I don't have them. I, I mean, I used to have these titles. I wish I could get them before these these prices have been jumping. But I'm glad that at least we can acknowledge what it was, and I'm glad Nintendo hung in there so we'd gotten eventually the Wii and got the Switch. And uh, they were able to withstand that shift in momentum. It took them a little bit to catch their grip on it, but eventually they did. So uh, those are my closing sentiments on the GameCube. What you got, Majin? For mine, I'd say, man, I I agree with both y'all in all honesty. I would have to say, just for personal experience and wrap it up, um, PlayStation 2 would have been like, it's a great mainstream. You know what I'm saying? It it was great. That would probably have been better for solo play. Then you had the Xbox, who was good for multiplayer. You know, not really good games, but more so you want to play online. That was the good for the online connectivity. But the GameCube, I would have to say the GameCube, I have made probably the most memorable multiplayer experiences with that. Just on the simple hand (laughs) of, you know, I can just grab this real quick, come over, and then use the same plugs you got for your PlayStation and just, you know what I'm saying, put it in. You know what I'm saying? Just that, that portability and then how quick it was and then also that game community like we mentioned earlier deep in the conversation like you, we would learn about little gems like hey man you know resident evil 4 ain't coming out on, on nothing else like what yeah man hey hey metal gear solid twin snakes hey man that, that ain't coming out nowhere else dog like what yeah man like this is what you Ooh. need to do you know like yo. those times are are, are just priceless hey, hey yo hold on dog hold on wario where Oh yep. man! Wow, Warrior Wear, that fun ass title, dude. Dog, that's a good mention <laughs> right there. You know how you bring that back? Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
there's some things in there. You know, AD, I think you skipped over it. I know you was leaning towards it, but you was going to mention Day of Reckoning, right? I was, yep, I was going to mention Day of Reckoning. <laughs> yep, as a nice alternative to Here Comes the Pain. Yep. Hey, yo, I mean, <laughs> like, like, come on, man. If, if you was looking for it, you was going to find it with the W, or my bad, with the Nintendo GameCube. If you were looking for it, you were going to find it. It was going to be there. They had they had the first person shooter with Metroid Prime. They had it with Killer Seven and Medal of Honor. They had the fighting games with <clears throat> excuse me. They had the fighting games with Bloody Roar and Soul Calibur. They had the third party titles with Zelda, with Luigi's Mansion, with Star Fox. They had all of that. The only thing is you had to go out on your own and find it. And I think as these years progress, man, the Nintendo GameCube is aging like fine wine, aging much better than the original Xbox, even though there might have been some more hype behind that. If there's one word that y'all have to describe the Nintendo GameCube, let me hear it, man, please. Ooh, come to me last. I ain't got it yet. Okay. Oh shit, dude. Uh multiplayer. Multiplayer. <laughs> Multi fucking player, man. Just so many four player split screen. Or you can say split screen. So many split screen games. Uh so many hours just playing with your friends, playing with family, and uh just having a good time, having that feeling of me versus you or me working with you uh in this game, man, of just having just having fun. So I'd have to say multiplayer, man, because I don't think I mean, the Switch and we have accomplished that in the sense of having that local fun. Um, but then the GameCube, I'm I'm glad they hung in there because it wasn't looking, you know, looking a little shaky uh, during that time period for Nintendo. But I'm glad they came out with the Wii and glad they can continue to get success um, off there because that was a shift in gaming that happened and they were able to with withstand that shift and correct themselves later on so that multiplayer fun man it was a lot of fun playing with people okay so for me i'm gonna use a word that i used a little bit earlier i'm gonna say initiated for those who were initiated you knew that this gamecube was nothing to be playing with man Mm. like the ports i mean fucking you could play mortal kombat on the nintendo gamecube Mortal Kombat has been synonymous and joined at the hip with the Nintendo from the day that it was born. You know what I'm saying? Right. You had Metal Gear Solid. You had all of these games for the initiated who were here when gaming became something that was tangible and you could enjoy on a different level. For the initiated, for the people who were here that know what gaming is about, you owned a Nintendo GameCube because you were a gamer. The same reason you owned a Sega Dreamcast, because you were a gamer. You didn't own a Nintendo GameCube because somebody told you to own a Nintendo GameCube. For the initiated, we know that the Nintendo GameCube was nothing to be slept on. That's my word on the Nintendo GameCube. 20 years mm. passed by way too fast, bro. Yeah, man. All right, all right. So I think I finally got it. You know, what I'm saying how to describe the GameCube with one word would be camaraderie. Just uh, 
as we've been talking about it, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, with initiation, with the deep gaming culture, you know what I'm saying? Like if you didn't have somebody that initiated you into that, then somebody was going to bring you aboard. You know what I'm saying? If not, mm. if you came over and you was like, hey, I want to learn how to play games. They're like, cool, you know what? You should start on the GameCube first. You know what I'm saying? Come play this camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to, had to have that teamwork, had to know like, hey man, you play games or like, you play games like hey nah nigga like i play games all right you know what i'm saying let's get into it and right. just us even discussing this talking about it even like when they use the camaraderie i mean we've had so many nostalgic moments just talking about it but then also even they brought in you know uh sega when they were dying they're like all right well you know we nintendo we still in the same area we got to go up against you know the xbox uh we might as well go ahead and keep you alive won't you bring sonic on and then <laughs> now we got a whole different series, you know what I'm saying? So I would say to wrap up the, the GameCube would just be camaraderie. Gamer camaraderie. Damn right, man. Damn right. And for all you listeners out there, let us know what are your favorite titles for the GameCube? What's your favorite memories? As we celebrate the GameCube's 20th anniversary. Y'all stay tuned. We might do an Xbox one. Who knows? We're going to need some help on that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Like, share, subscribe, and we're out. Peace. Yeah. Uh, Make a put it down. Everybody know me. When I'm in your town, the utmost respect they show me. Man, they know the language, but they know the greatest. I'm beating the best and made you call them overrated. Have a knee to the chest, heard they call me flamboyant. I see your moves coming like I'm clairvoyant. I love the fans roaring, it gets me through my day. I take a flight to Kinshasa, they yelling boom, I yeah. You hear the crowd pop for the king of strong style. I'ma be on top for a long while. Hear me yelling, yo, well, I'm here to let you know. Big Chris, stiff kicks, I'm incredible.